0: Welcome to the RC Roundtable podcast, where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. And we're live. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the RC Roundtable. Live. Have I mentioned we we're live? you're here. You did. Come on in. And on the tubes and the Facebooks, you're listening to this on a podcast. You're missing the live show.
1: Yeah, you're missing a show and tell. So, (laughs) again, you're not going to understand anything. (laughs) Just imagine
2: it in your mind's
1: eye. And look at this picture. And look at this photo. And look at this airplane.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Imagine us as handsome men
0: yeah i'm tall this is not not science fiction now (laughs) all right well this is episode 166 uh terry yeah what's up
2: no i was about to ask but you're way ahead of me
0: oh hey phil yes hey we got peeps already in the chat all right all right well let's get to sean road boy my arm's tired
1: no, why don't we do some little chats before we you know, let some more people show up? They're probably running oh, home, running to their computer. It's seven right, o'clock we're, and it will be late. It's really yeah.
0: like, like that kid on uh, Christmas Story or the Red Rider uh, the radio show. He's got to run. In, yeah, uh, Little Orphan Annie. Yeah, Orphan Annie.
2: Isn't that the radio uh, show, Little Orphan Annie? Was it Orphan Annie? I thought it was something else. No, it no, cowboy Red,
0: it was a cowboy show. Yeah, uh, or something, or whatever. I guess I
2: need to watch it again. I skipped that movie this year. Oh. <laughs> did anybody you know, watch I mean, the, the sequel? I was gonna say there was like a I sequel, I, the only a Christmas story. Story, it. yeah, it yeah, was on some that. channel I don't get, but
0: I've never yeah. seen it. Yeah, but that was a summer story or something.
2: Not all right, I don't know. Uh,
0: anyways, <laughs> but anyways, uh, on to uh.
2: Welcome RC to Cisco and Ebert and Fitz and Terry and
0: Lee. Yeah, <laughs> two thumbs sideways. All right, <laughs> <laughs> I got well, your thumbs right it.
1: here. I was going to start because uh, it has been a topic here in Houston, but we had some nasty weather come here, and then it headed over to Louisiana. Some of our friends over there, but uh, I don't, I don't know how close you were, Fitz, because it, it, Pasadena is south and southeast of me, but uh, it was closer yeah. to you
0: than it was to me. It was. Pasadena's, I guess, the next town over or so. Um, so it was close enough to be alarming, but not, you know, not like next door. But um, I was I was at work, actually, yesterday, and when I, we got the alerts, we got the emails and the phone started blasting off. And so what, I was up to uh, Just the tornado warnings wow, in, okay. for about an hour. So I actually ran around in a couple of different windows in our building. <laughs>
1: <to> <laughs> Which is the thing <laughs> you're supposed to avoid. Right.
0: <laughs> Well, I want to know it's going to kill me before it does. So so I was looking around, and it was, it, I never saw any funnel clouds, but it was looking pretty threatening. Uh, and it turns out somebody I know, a tornado actually did land really close, like within a mile or so of their house. Uh, so uh, there's another guy who works out there said it was also pretty close. He didn't see it but because uh, all the rain and stuff, but uh, there was some stuff pretty mm-hmm. close. So, yeah, I know people that were really at ground zero pretty much.
1: Well, I'll tell you at the, around 11 o'clock when the first warning came, I actually did go down into our closet with the cat because it was nasty. Outside stuff was flying around in front of our house and we have these huge trees out there. So I was, I was kind of worried about debris. So I did uh, hunker down, but nothing like Pasadena. The footage that people have from dash cams and stuff, it was pretty wild down there. So So, hopefully uh, everybody in Pasadena, any of our listeners down in that area, you're doing okay. And if you're not, if you need some assistance, let us know. We'll try to get the word out for you.
0: So I'm um, terrible. I really haven't watched the news. Was did the, I know a tornado, at least one tornado touched down. Was there much damage done or what? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's lots of summary? buildings.
1: Some yeah. several, several condos, apartment complexes were trashed. Oh, I, wow. I don't think there were any deaths related to the tornado, which thank, thank oh, okay, goodness. That's good. But uh, some injuries, of course. But uh, there's this one video footage of a guy in an RV. You know, you're, you're way above your center of gravity super high in an RV. And he like grabbed himself, his wife, and the, the pets, and they just jumped into a ditch. Um Ooh. I don't really know the aftermath. They obviously survived, they had the footage, but yeah, it was pretty scary out there. So guys, take them seriously. They um they don't care. <laughs> they they do their mess, they destroy things and move on. Hmm. So I wonder if I'll we'll have to check with some of our clubs. I don't know of any. Clubs down there, do you, Fitz?
0: Clubs for? In, in the Pasadena oh, area? Not anymore. There used to be one, but they closed down. So as far as I know, there's no RC clubs in that area.
1: Okay. Just kind of follow up with the uh, the grants, the disaster recovery grants you can get from the AMA.
0: Oh, oh interesting. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah? Hmm. Well, go on there.
1: So what else is going on, fellas?
2: Is it too early to talk about the Electro-Streak project? Never too early. It's all year, buddy. (laughs) Well, we mentioned last time that I'm participating in the winter build for Electro-Streaks for RC Plane Lab podcast. And I got the short kit, and I started on it last weekend. And in the course of, I think it was just Sunday, off and on, probably spent five hours total. I got the wing mostly framed up. There's still a little bit more sheeting to do. But a lot of that time was spent finding my materials. And not in this image that you're showing now, but in one of the other images. You can see that I was building the wing on one of those wing jigs that has two rods. It's not in this one. I'll keep looking. Yeah, on. maybe it's not in any of the photos I shared. But um, that was the first time using it. That's something that I got from an estate sale or swap meet or something not right. long before I left Buffalo. Yeah, there it is. So I've never used one. And interestingly, this one had quarter inch rods with it but the holes in these ribs were three sixteenths and i just happened to find in my stash of stuff two three sixteenths diameter rods so i was able to make that work yeah and anyway it it worked out really well and i ended up making these little spacers that you can see here if you're watching rather than listening and they just help (laughs) the the ribs go in the right space and keep them squared up until i put some glue on there but no, once I had all the stuff, it, it was easy. Imagine, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Or a <or> rib. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that foam board so, you're using? You yeah,
2: just, um, yeah. yeah, Dollar Tree foam board. Uh-huh. And um, so- the leading and trailing edges are odd size stock. I think one, the leading edge is like quarter-inch by five ths and the trailing edge is quarter-inch by 316ths. I didn't have either of those, but I had some quarter-inch sheet. And I had my old uh, balsa stripper that I've had for 20 years, but I haven't probably used in 10 or 15 of those years. So I found it, dug it out, and made my own strangely sized strips for the leading and trailing edge. Worked fine. Yeah, huh, neat. Yeah, easier than easy. Like you know what you're doing. Uh, some could be fooled into thinking that, yes. <laughs> So I'll go ahead and say it here because probably by the next time we talk, it'll be a done deal, either a success or a total failure. But the way the plans are laid out for the electro streak, you build the right half, you build the left half, you sheet them, then you join them together. They just have a like a center rib. You butt join both of those, but there's no carry through spar. It's a spar on the right, a spar on the left, and you butt join them, and then you fiberglass the center section.
1: There's no little piece of plywood that you know connects – both together? Oh. I think nope. Okay.
2: There's no um, dihedral, right? It's just straight wing? Right. Is there any dihedral is just because the outer ribs are smaller yeah. than the inner ribs. But uh, yeah, I'm not sure. But there's no purposeful dihedral. But I hate, I mean, I absolutely hate fiberglassing the a wing because <laughs> I can never get the monocoat to stick right there. It's super hard. And yeah, so I'm trying a different approach here. I'm going to join the wings before I do the center section sheeting, and then try to put a little piece of carbon fiber spar, the flat stuff, across that joint and tie it into the right and left spars. And hopefully, that'll carry the load. And then I'll put the sheeting all the way across. And hopefully, that'll be as strong, at least, as the fiberglassing. We'll see. A wing hmm. might fold on the first wing. Right? Well, <laughs> we will see. But I think it'll be a lot easier to cover that way. But for some reason, every, try, every time I've covered a wing that has the center fiberglassing, it, it always ends up being a mess. You yeah, guys have not experienced that? Oh, Is yeah, we have.
1: Okay. Yeah. But I guess I just get it hot mm. enough where it kind of melts the, the resin and sticks to it. Yeah. You, can you melt out the epoxy? Is that you Yeah, I, I get it like flaming hot, you know, red <laughs> hot poker and just uh, stay down
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so anyway I feel like I've got a nice start on this wing uh, I want to continue the momentum that's the big deal right you got to keep momentum and I guess that's what's good about a group build you have other people working on the same thing that helps keep the interest going you, like, with it.
1: you mean like Fitz
2: I'm getting to that right? <laughs> so hopefully the rest of us can pressure him into getting started on his but uh that's what's going on with mine. I'm still contemplating what I'm going to do differently because you know I can't build it specifically to the plans. So certainly it'll have a brushless power system. Well, you know, not even that. I was thinking about putting one of my old Cobalts in there, so I might toy with that. Yeah. But uh, i got to do something different, right? I just I don't know what yet. So we'll see. The jury's out. Anyway, how's, yours, uh, how's yours going, Fitz? Yeah, yeah. How, how's it going?
0: Oh, it's fine. It's right in the box right there. <laughs> it's all tucked away. Staying warm. Where I left it. <laughs> I haven't touched it. Well, I haven't even been home for the past week and a half. So, where have Which you been? Uh, I went on a little trip. Are we jumping
2: on that now? I
0: was going to
1: say, do we have uh, some segue music? <laughs> I'll tell you what later. I, I don't oh, know. No, I that's really finished, gonna... were uh, no um, I'm.
2: No, I think I was. The, that was the gist of it. I started my electro streak, and you didn't. That, is there more <laughs> to say?
0: Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to have time to work on it. I got other projects, too, that are waiting for me to... That's when not the song
2: du- you were singing last time we talked about it.
0: I know. When is it, Dubai? When is it, uh, there's, to be... there's no due
2: date. I think they're trying to get all of the maiden flights in like in March. I think it went springtime for the rest of the world, maybe not in Wisconsin. Uh,
0: we'll see, I'm going <laughs> – uh, I'll talk to you offline, but <laughs> there, there's, there's gonna be, there may be some interruptions, too, in March. So
2: you going away upstate for a couple months? To uh, so a farm not... upstate?
0: <laughs> I want to go see a man about a horse. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. I won't no, give you too much
2: know. pressure, but I will – Jabby in the ribs over it every now and then
0: that's fine i really do want to build it it looks cool i never had electro so i've always wanted one it's funny is i had electro street kit for the longest time and i ended up selling it because i figured i was just never going to get to it <laughs> Oh wow! same thing yeah.
2: i had one that was the great plains kit i bought maybe when they were closing them out or something i remember getting a good yeah. deal on it and i had it sitting on the shelf forever and then i forget what happened or why I was motivated to do it. But I gave it to my uncle in Florida. And last time I talked to him, he had started it or was going to start it. So I was trying to get him to join us in this build using the kit. I'll have to check in with him and see if he's doing it or not. But it's a simple kit. Really, I was surprised for having only laser cut ribs and having to do all the sheeting and all the sticks. It went together really quickly. There's just not much to it.
0: Now you got to give me some slack. I just got finished building a a, a balsa glider that had more pieces than uh, the Eiffel Tower. So
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think it's bigger than the Eiffel Tower too.
0: That thing it was really really intricate. So uh, uh, that's you know there's probably more pieces in the tail of that plane than there's total in the electrical streak. Right.
2: And yeah, I get that. You get um, burnout a little bit. And for me, it seems like every project that involves building. 75 percent in i'm like oh is this ever going to be finished <laughs> the yeah. first day it's gung-ho let's get
1: going and then it's you yeah. okay if i show a couple of the pictures of what we're talking about sure because i don't know if you had written your article yet
0: so i did it's written and already submitted so it's in the hands of the uh, editors the, the editor gods at the moment
1: <laughs> the editor, I'm gonna try to you guys keep talking. I'm just going to grab, see if I can grab well, one of the nice, I'm looking
2: whatever. at the comments because I missed whatever went up while I was yapping.
0: Yeah, there's a few things in the comments. Some random stuff.
2: There you go. Oh, yeah. There's the mini-moa. <laughs> the, not so mini, the giant-moa.
0: Yeah, yeah there's a mini-moa on just getting ready to go off the toe, um, the, the bungee launch.
1: You mean the grabber?
0: The grabber? <laughs> yeah, we had some more issues with it. The first couple of launches, it didn't want to release very well. Uh, hmm. And so I... At I, all. <laughs> at all. <laughs>
1: he, so, he'd actually turned around and came back at us, toe in the line with him. <laughs>
0: yeah. So it had a nice conversation with the knife and that fixed that problem. So
2: There's no scale in that photo. What's the wingspan on that thing?
1: You know what? It's funny. Fitz was like, right, it's not as big as I thought. What did we say? Nine feet? On Almost
0: 109 inches, I believe, is what it is, if I'm real okay. So not, yeah, so not quite. So, yeah. All right. It's, it's a little odd is that it's got a actually, fairly long wingspan, but the fuselage is kind of short for its size.
2: Hmm. I dated a girl like that once.
0: Wow. But anyway. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> re- remember those proportions you're talking about for your glider, and then we're going to have some compare and contrast later in the show.
0: Mm, okay. There you so go. There's, I'm there's planting a that seed now.
2: Okay. A that, that's nice. Yeah. But that, that's a, that, that, that doesn't really reflect the hours and hours and the lungs full of balsa <laughs> dust.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it, it is yeah. a lot of pieces to that. It's got a, a fully sheeted uh, fuselage. that has got lots of compound curves. The nose is planked. Okay. Uh, you've got the gold wings that are partially sheeted with, cap strips and secondary spars triangulated spars a lot of very intricate uh ribs um some copious use of windex to get some stuff wrapped around the curves and just a just a lot of little things it was it was a nice build it wasn't hard um but you know it had some some issues with the with the manual a little bit that you know make that weren't insurmountable just could not make you go pause for a second like wait what are they saying here ah okay and then you know its just a lot of pieces there were a lot of pieces to it. it was really it's actually pretty impressive engineering to the kit.
1: well, I will say you know being the the onlooker, the guys from the Houston Hawks that were flying there at the time were impressed. they had a a nice time talking about it, and you seem to spend a couple of minutes chatting about it as well.
0: yeah, well, everybody it though yeah we went to the uh we went to the <laughs> Go ahead, uh, yeah, well, i paid them well <laughs> uh so we went to was normally known as a scoby uh, field here in houston kind of central houston but they actually have a glider club there because uh, i guess the houston hawks right lee that's what they're called mm-hmm. and um and so they have a really, really nice field out just next to the regular rc field and yeah it looked like you were
2: flying guys. okay yeah your video looked like you were at the control line circles
0: we're that's really close to them they're just yeah okay
2: just north of the circles okay
0: yeah and they have a setup and they'll often bring out a winch in fact one guy had a winch in his car he just didn't bring it out because he didn't think anybody was going to use it he just brought it just in case it's a it's a bit of a project to set up uh so the guys are flying their self-launch and one guy had i think a hand launch glider uh but yeah they were actually quite interested in it they several of them said that was the first one i've ever seen of the mini moa in the model form to fly and so they were uh, real impressed with it they gave me some Give some hints and tricks, and they were like, "Hey, there's some birds circling over there. You should try to fly over there." And I launched, and by the time I got over there, the birds were gone. <laughs> it was sink. <laughs> like, oh, gee, thanks. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> well, I got to fly it too. Yeah, you let me. Uh, you, you got the to flight to launch too, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Lee got his hand on it on the sticks for a while. It still needs some tweaking. I think I'm going to take some weight out of the nose. I think it's just a tad nose heavy, uh, but uh, it flew pretty good. And you can read my full review in an upcoming issue of uh, model uh, air model, uh, model aviation. aviation. Okay. Sorry, uh, I'm, no, I'm I just didn't know which
1: one you were going to talk about.
0: <laughs> my body's saying it's your bedtime now. jet lag is still kind of the vestiges of jet lag is still yeah. kicking in. Uh, so yeah, so uh, thanks, Lee, for taking the pictures, it's some great pictures, and uh, appreciate it. Uh, I was. Right down to the wire. Basically, it was like that weekend or or never, almost. <laughs> oh, right. I remember.
1: Yeah. It cost him an extra
2: 20.
0: Yeah. <laughs> down to the wire. <laughs> it
2: was wire. overtime. So did you put any cameras on it?
0: Didn't get a chance. I didn't even think of that, to be honest with you. <laughs> I should have. Did you <laughs> create the flight video yet? No, I haven't. Okay. I guess, um, well, I wanted to try a tow. We, we didn't try it. We were going to try a tow. So maybe I was going to wait until... If we could get together and tow it up, maybe add some video of that as well, well, Man, just, just want to put a camera on
1: i'll yeah. I'll quickly just touch on this. I don't want to spend too much time, but i went I got out there at at Scoby before Fitz did to fly that fly zone Cessna that I rebuilt. I mentioned on a previous podcast, and on takeoff, I could just tell it was tail heavy. I was like, well i'll I'll make a couple more circles, and I was able to handle it, but i I must have had a brown out on the a receiver because. On my downwind turn, she started drifting right and I couldn't get it back. So I had dropped the throttle and brought it back up to see at first if it was an LVC. And then she kind of snap rolled on me. By that time I was too low. I was behind a tree, but I brought my Mavic with me. So I found the plane sitting just fine in an open area uh, to do search and rescue. Grabbed it. But then I brought it over to Fitz when he was flying the Mimo and we got a couple of really fun shots of uh, i mean i tried to do it on tow because <laughs> i was hovering I, so i got the launch did you get to see the launch video
3: okay, I'm, right.
1: I'm talking to you fitz did you ever get to see the oh the yeah yeah, I did mavic see it. Yeah, yeah 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 so i hovered the the mavic air 2 where he and i were standing so he could get the launch uh between he and i so that worked out well and then i got a couple of you walking with it so that might be fun to see we're, we'll try to do more of that and if anything else uh we, I was telling Vitz, uh, I might need to do some, you know, FPV stuff to to document his aircraft or or bring Austin with me and have him use his. But I think oh, like a chase fun. video, a chase exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah, because we had do done that once with one of your reviews, Fitz. Austin was out there at our field, Northwest RC. So. Yeah,
0: the P fifty one. He did it. Okay. He did a nice, yeah. did a really good job chasing it around. Yeah.
1: yeah, and then he's he's chased mine around when we were at the. Space City RC Club one time, and he was following my CZ Cub. So Anyway, uh, we'll, we'll try to get some more in-air footage for your reviews in the future. You're
2: going to have right. to design a big Nerf cage to go around that chase quad. Because if you were to crash into that P-51, a foamy ARF, eh, that would be sad, but not a big deal. If you crash into Fitz's thousand-hour mini-moa, blood will be shed. <laughs> but I didn't. If, <laughs> big capital F. I just want to
1: say his landings were probably more scary. <laughs> <laughs> My landings were scary? Okay, let's look at some comments. No. I'm kidding, Fitz. I'm just kidding. Oh,
0: okay. All
2: right. Hi, George. Hi, Raymond. Hey, Steve. Fitz, it looks like Raymond's giving you some stuff.
0: Yeah, man. He's spilling the beans, man. I should have told Raymond that we were on. <laughs> yeah, Raymond and I have been doing some, doing some horse trading. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Don't tell him, Raymond, anymore. I <laughs> wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> he's got a couple of really cool stuff that um, he's he's willing to part ways with. So, we're, we're, we were talking uh, the other day about how we're, how we're going to meet up and that kind of stuff All before. Right. Uh,
2: well, he mentioned some classic Dubro stuff. So, hook me up with some pictures that I can share.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm curious what he's. Uh, that I was surprised he hasn't mentioned the Dubro stuff. So, yeah, very interested in that. All
2: right.
0: So, hey, yeah. you know what?
1: I uh, saw George. George asked, has anybody seen the Sparks Bonanza video? And I'd like to touch on that if we guys have some time. Sure. Take it away. So one of our clubs just north of me, not about, I don't know, three, four miles from me, uh, Sparks. But that's uh, not your club? It's not my club. I It's that close? It's that close. It's part of a uh, community center. I think they got a whole bunch of soccer fields, but it's actually very nice. I've flown there before. They had a vintage uh, event there one time. But have really? club. You've never been to Spark. Oh, well, we've got to go up there. Didn't. It doesn't look go familiar at all. Yeah. But uh, I digress. I'll get this on. Uh, last, was it Sunday? It was Sunday this week. We had a plane crash on Toll Road 99, which is a, a big loop around Houston. It's close to me. And I'd heard about it. I was like, wow, I wonder if Sparks pilots who were at Sparks were watching this. Well, sure enough, they were because, guys, they have a webcam on their... And I'm like, going to... Yeah, They have a webcam on their clubhouse. And if you guys look in the left-hand corner, in about three seconds, you're going to see the 18-wheeler that comes into the screen. There's a plane behind it. It's a bonanza. He doesn't see see the 18-wheeler. He lands on the 18-wheeler. And then he proceeds to fall off the side of the 18-wheeler. The 18-wheeler pulls over, but the plane catches fire. But, guys, Mm. what I want to tell you is that the guy was not injured. It was minor injuries. He didn't have to go to the hospital. But the guy survived. He had an engine, he lost power and just was not from this area, so he wasn't familiar with the roads and stuff. But because he had a low wing, unfortunately, the same kind of situation we had in Dallas where the P63 had no visual sight of the B-17 when it came around, the bonanza could not see the 18 wheeler. Had that 18 wheeler been a little bit faster, <laughs> a little bit faster, he probably would have missed it and then Pancake straight down and, and may have, you know, not had a serious injury. But the good news is everyone's okay. The other cool news is Spark's going to go, you know, they have 10,000 views on this already. Um, if you ever watch a great YouTube channel called Blanco Lirio, uh, Juan Brown does these great NTSB reports. And unfortunately- You've talked about it on here before. Yeah, and he, he did one for the B-17 crash. Right. But um I, I'll, I'm not going to say I take off the credit because maybe he got it from some other person. But I did email him. And I sent him a link to this video. I said, these guys would give you the chance to use it. And sure enough, he posted a video this week and used it. So pretty darn crazy, guys. Yeah. Pretty darn it. crazy.
0: Oh, can you go back? There's one thing I noticed on that video. Yeah. Um, if you rewind, see, there's a guy in a plaid shirt next to the cub. Yes. Yeah. And it's funny how, see how he's like looking away?
1: Well, I think he's telling uh, someone to call for help.
0: Oh, okay. Because I thought it was kind of odd. It was funny that there's there's a big explosion. And he kind of looks away from it. And like, eh, no yeah.
1: But <laughs> this is the part that I like. guys. write this this kid caught it before any of the adults. None of the other adults are looking. This kid saw it <laughs> before oh, they did. Kid there,
0: huh? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs>
1: wow. But that was pretty darn interesting. So.
0: Yeah, it's amazing nobody was hurt with that all that that smoke and stuff. That looked really bad. That looked
2: yeah, and that was right after he hit the ground. So he yeah. must have got out of there in a
1: hurry. Yeah, I I mean maybe the door was open. He just rolled out. Maybe maybe he did. He's just like, there goes his plane. <laughs> and he's like, I think I'll stay in the
0: stay yeah, right I think, here. I know you're supposed to if you water ditch. You're supposed to open the door first before you land, if I remember correctly. So maybe he yeah. did the same thing on the I don't know. Could be. Anyways, that's good. Good for him. He got out. Sucks. Oh. Yeah, indeed.
1: You said that was a bonanza?
0: Yes. Yeah, I think it was a V tail bonanza, wasn't it? Oh um, saw the picture correctly? I saw a picture. You, I'm pretty sure it was a V tail.
1: Yeah, it may have been, because I think um, Wally, who's out of hooks, I think they brought the plane over to David Wayne Hooks to I guess, you know, to have it inspected. And he took a picture of it.
2: Mm-hmm. Well neat.
0: All
2: right. Well, well, I'm glad we're talking about a full scale event that didn't involve yes. death this time.
3: Yes.
2: Mm. All right. You- so let's scroll through the comments real quick and make sure we're not leaving anybody hanging. Hey, Scott. Hey, Jason. Hey, Stephen. So,
3: we interrupt our program to bring you this important message.
2: <laughs> oh, my goodness. The heck? <laughs> well, hello, guys. RC Down Table Podcast. It's
1: (laughs) Mr. McFeely. (laughs) Calling
2: in from Southern California. (laughs) McFeely? Is this one of those takeovers? Do you catch this? Well, Well, hello, Mason, Mason
1: Hutchinson. Where nobody else can see who's listening to the show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) For those of you watching, unscripted uh, guest here. (laughs) uh,
4: For those who can't tell, call this number and see who answered. And look what I got. I I was just trying to call in a pizza.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's five dollars a minute. (laughs) Put
4: a pineapple on it.
2: Oh. (laughs)
4: well mason, i long time to no see yeah long time to no see but i listen to every podcast so so uh i i've uh kept up with you <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I will say he has because obviously you're all fully aware now that i have been in cahoots with uh with uh, mason and uh he, he and i were chatting and he's yeah he's been very busy but he was telling us about several of the podcasts listening to and you know um yeah, so I just said, you know what makes it? Let's just sneak you in. Let's talk about Straddle Launch and anything else you want to chat about, and uh, have a little a mini diversion. And oh, I, oh, I got yeah. the, the surprise yeah. I wanted out of Darian. So thank <laughs> you for that.
4: ambush. That. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, nice yeah. thank you. I, I yeah, had to we take that opportunity uh, on the invitation there to uh, to to uh, in, yeah. inject myself into the show. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, look Ooh. at that. there's one big model airplane
1: mason sent me that and i was like oh yeah we got to use that for the show yeah Uh
4: for people
2: who are listening we have a great visual right now
4: that's right yeah so this is a picture that um was taken on the approach end of the runway in mojave and uh i just love the emotion of those people on the sitting on the roof of the car i think it's a bunch of kids and uh, (laughs) i'm sure that uh they're skipping school to have this experience but uh, uh what a what a way, what a reason to skip school for. Yeah. <laughs> right. totally Where cool it? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I just wanted to check in with the RC Roundtable podcast and, uh, come at you guys from, uh, the perspective of a, um, uh, large scale turned engineer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's a, yeah. a for, for the listening audience, for at least got a picture of the, the recent flight nine. And if you look right there in the middle between the fuselages is our, uh, our little Talon hypersonic uh, being oh, cool. and carried. Oh, and nice. uh, Look at that chase plane, an L thirty nine. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I was just
0: looking at that. Yeah, I was like, ooh, fancy.
4: Yeah. Um, turns out that the big airplane can still outclimb that L thirty nine. Yeah.
0: <laughs> really? Um, <laughs>
4: oh wow! Yeah. We, that's uh, that was interesting to see the performance differences in in between those planes. But we we're we're now putting our our photographer in the L thirty nine because. Photographers, they need a a special seat and special treatment and all that stuff. So, so he gets to ride in the back seat of the L thirty nine. I think he's asking for the front seat next. So, you know,
1: <laughs> you know, <laughs> <photographers>. <laughs> they need, they need to give him a little dome, you know, <laughs> right yeah. underneath the wing. You know, full three hundred and sixty canopy bubble, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like little camera turret. <laughs>
4: <laughs> our you want to see it a citation, but the windows are real small. And, uh, you know, when when you drop a payload, I guess the option would be to roll with the with the (laughs) with the payload dropping away Where where the L-39 can handle that. I think they can just roll all the way upside down to get the shot if they need to. Right. Wow. Yeah. So So, there was
0: a I I saw I think it was for the Battle of Britain movie back in the seventy early 70s, late 60s. They had modified a B-25 for filming. And so it had changed the whole nose. It looked really weird, but it was a big sort of camera nose on the front of the thing. You can find it online. Uh, oh, yeah. Because of that. It was it an was oddball-looking plane. It would make a great model, probably. But. I want to
1: say that plane was used in some of the filming for Top Gun Maverick, specifically the P-51 footage at the end.
0: l thirty nine I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah, the yeah um, it was a lot of that flying happened right here at, at uh, well a nearby airport uh, in Yokern, and the uh, some of the chase or the not the chase but the camera ship stuff was taken by a, a guy I, I'm I'm uh, friends with I've worked with for years who got the contract to to fly that job and it's kind of neat cool. to I went and watched the movie and I had a great time it was a great movie. Um, and then uh, I later learned. Oh, I, I actually know quite a bit of the people because I'm the one guy that sits in the in the theater and watches the credits of, of right. a always. <laughs> yeah, my son always wants to leave, but I'll stick around until I can see every name that I can see on there, and that <laughs> includes uh, planes, the cartoon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> very good. <laughs> All right, so I've got yeah. a
2: question for you, Mason. It's been a couple of years now that StrataLaunch has been around. But I have not seen any RC models of it yet. Do you know of any that I exist? I have not
4: either. What is happening with that? Um, I don't know. I've got a, I took the, the, the CAD of the, of the skin, of the outer mold line, we call it. And it's just a, a planar, you know, surface. It's just a thin, you know, skin, and I shrunk it down. And my dream is a, is a um, let's see, I can't remember the scale. I think it might be a 200th. But it ended up being a 12 foot wingspan. And I even bought the, um, the AL uh, 7, the, the uh, airliner 737. From, oh, right. I bought those yeah. nacelles and I scaled it to those um, from, oh, from yeah. those. I've got that set sitting in the garage and I haven't made the foam wing yet. So, what are those? So 70
2: millimeter or something? Or 80 something like, millimeter fans? They
4: were, yeah. It it is. Is. So well, You so should
2: be authentic. Our... Buy two 747s. Take the engines <laughs> off of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, HSC is forty-seven, right?
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, so, to lead off of Terry's question, Mason, are there publicly available like three views or or engineering views of the plane if somebody not wanted quite. to build one?
4: Uh, not quite, but um, coming soon is going to be um, some some of that stuff. I think they're going to allow that to to start going out. I, I know that we've been talking with you know getting in flight sims we've been talking with getting out there with models and stuff like that it is my dream to release a a cad file for it or something that's a three view that we can all build scratch build from i was trying to figure out a way to to make that sort of a stem beneficial you know see if we could somehow link it through the ama or something like that and it's just one of those things that we changed our companies and and like we the, the PR people are not quite focused on on the model segment yet. They're, yeah. they're really hyper-focused on hypersonic, if you will. <laughs>
2: and, what? Uh, they want to make money?
4: Yeah, they, they actually want to make money. <laughs> and then here's money. the guy over here going, yeah, but models, you know, I am more interested in cultivating the follow-on engineers that are going to take over when I'm done. And, uh, and there's just, you know, no really good um, plans for a center loaded, uh, model airplane out there that has payload on the center line. And that is just a spectacular platform for it. And it turns out, you know, we purposely built that wing as a straight Hershey bar. And then we did a polyhedral thing. The last 65 feet is got a little (laughs) bit of polyhedral and and, only the last
2: 65 feet. (laughs)
4: <laughs> that's just the bracket starting? that holds the wingtip light yeah. yeah
1: you know i imagine tony accurso loving this idea if someone could get the straddle launch built he'll get an rcx15 to strap underneath it oh
4: yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly I, it's one of those dreams of mine i even have a, a little spreadsheet where i sized out all the power plants and and did everything ready to to build that model and uh, i just you know it's it's uh one of those things it's on the in the line of projects. (laughs)
2: Sure. Now, in my brain, I've kind of worked through what I would need for the same thing as well. And I always come to this conclusion, maybe erroneously, that there's a lot of torsional load on the center section of the wing. Is there any undue stress there? Or am I right to think that needs to be strong?
4: Yeah, no, it's, it's only a problem if there's two reasons why that could be a problem. And one is if you mismatch your elevators, and you've got you know only one elevator working you'll twist the other through oh, that wing elevator then, runs yeah <laughs> and then a hard landing right so landing is is really hard with that airplane to land it simultaneously on the mains it's almost always banked some some amount and uh, and that's where that twist comes in but in flight it's surprisingly low torsion on that okay on that. and hmm. and therefore you know no no real um issues with well that particular airplane is built for handling half a million pounds in the, in the, okay. so it's, it's amazingly stiff. Half a um,
0: million pounds.
4: Yeah. Like, so isn't it like a, a fully
0: loaded? Load,
4: pound. Yeah.
0: is it like a fully loaded 747
4: is about that same
0: weight.
4: I think it's actually more than, um, it depends on which seven, four you're talking about. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, the dash four hundreds are probably the bigger workhorse ones. They have a little bit bigger wing, but, uh, yeah, it's, so, yeah, we're, we're flying a, a heavy airplane, and it's, uh, it's, it's pretty interesting how um, we've, we've been managing that. The, late, lately, though, I've, my job is designing the release system. And I finally got to, to, uh, to pursue one of my engineering dreams. And every engineer goes through this, especially mechanical engineers. They dream about getting to use an explosive bolt.
3: <laughs> the number one
4: way to get rid of something is cut the bolts off. You know, like it's, it's so great. So, so we do a, a kind of a similar to a, a stage separation where, uh, uh, you know, like a like a rocket might where we actually mm-hmm. sever the bolts and, and it drops the payload. Oh, but really? this oh. is on a rated system, so that that became a little harder to to run those. But it's uh, really interesting how uh, reliable explosives actually are and then how <laughs> they've <It's> been around <laughs> forever
2: <laughs> they are to design
4: <laughs> so yeah um but it's been that was it's been a fun uh see i probably haven't talked to you guys in about two years now actually i know i've been working on this for about three this this separation system uh, since the airplane was built and um uh we are getting real close to getting to to use it and go drop a payload in the ocean go drop that little hypersonic So maybe this time next year, we'll be, I'll get to join you guys again and talk about going Mach 5+. plus. That would be Yeah.
2: Absolutely. So I remember, maybe it was a presentation you did, or maybe it was one time you were on the show. You were working on the landing gear, and you were dealing with some shimmy issues that you weren't prepared for. Can you talk about how you reconciled that stuff?
4: Well, that's a that's an interesting one. That actually was on a previous project, the Virgin Galactic system. I was working on on uh, White Knight 2. Are you familiar with that okay. one?
2: Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I completed the projects. But...
4: Yep, yep, it's it, it's easy to do. They're they look similar. Carrier uh, center mounted carriers like that. That one had a if if you've ever seen that series of videos Black Sky, it shows the the situation where they come in and land on the first flight. And the nose wheels shimmy so hard that they pretty much go invisible. Like they're just a blur. <laughs> and, uh, they left these squiggle marks down the runway that were fascinatingly close together. Like the, the, it was, it was really cool. I went out and looked at the runway afterwards, and we had these awesome pair of squiggles. And the pilots didn't think they were so awesome. So, <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah, we we did. It turns out um, there is a a magical formula for for balancing and getting the that sort of that that shopping cart wheel to you got to stiffen certain axes and you've got to balance in certain ways and i'm not willing to share that secret recipe <laughs> understood <laughs> it's a great secret let's say that no they, right. there's a bunch of white papers on that project on that particular phenomena and it's it gets super complicated with the math and it just it, it is the worst try to thing to try to understand as an engineer and actually apply so i just went with my modeling instincts and i there's one thing that you notice with a model airplane you see those spring landing gear on the nose look at what happens if you let them trail often people will lose control you'll watch airplanes swerve on the runway before they lift off especially like these old sigs and uh, the secret really is like a motorcycle kick it out forward make it rake forward you got to get that that incline angle
0: that yeah, the rake angle
4: go. yep yeah yep and uh, they uh, that's that's exactly where it's at is is in general, like that, like on this airplane, I have it the angle of the nose gear sticking way out and it'll just track down the runway straight. it It's almost like it doesn't do anything until the rudder flies. So it's it's uh, that that to me is is probably the first area that I hit to to stabilize a, a landing gear, especially a wire one.
1: <laughs> right. Oh, interesting.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: Sounds like an article for uh, Model
4: Aviation magazine. It, it could be, it definitely, it would, it's fun. I've actually played with that to, you know, I've taken my airplane and bent the the nose gear backwards. And so let's go try this. You know.
1: yeah. so, I'm going to make my, my new plane like, like this. The wheel's going to be right, right touching the prop, you know, right in front of it. Right. Well, look at a Bonanza,
4: a full scale. They, if you look at the, like that, the, I'm sorry about that accident that just happened near you, but, uh, um, that landing gear has the nose gear comes out forward and actually kicks at a rake angle like that, and uh, and it's right up behind that propeller.
1: If Very only well. that landing gear on the Bonanza had claws, he could have just stayed on that eighteen. <laughs> 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 <Just motivated. laughs> so speaking, you know, I'm going to sidetrack us for a little bit, but you have a plane behind you. So what what is that little sucker you've got there?
4: Hey, it's right really? a funny that's a oh. funny story. Um, you guys were talking about Hazel SIG. This is a SIG cougar, and uh and I built a highly that. modified one. Highly modified, yeah. yeah. I didn't <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I didn't like the Air Force one where they tried to feign a, an Air Force thing. I put the canopy way back. I, I'm like Reno. I want mine I want mine fast, and this one is ridiculous. Uh uh the only thing I dread is I should have put retracks in it. Um, but it's uh I built it probably 20 years ago and it still flies. I've flown it uh, about six months ago and um, my, I bought it for my dad when I was a teenager to hang, to, to build. And he built the wing and he built the fuselage and he hung it up on the ceiling about there and didn't, didn't finish it. And then I moved, I grew up and I moved off to college and I you know, graduated, got a job. And when we were expecting our first baby, I kind of wanted to rekindle my RC hobby again, so I, I absconded with the airplane, and he didn't notice. <laughs> and, uh, he didn't and I, and, How could you not miss I, that? I, I got this plane, and he goes, "Oh wow, I got one of those." And I <laughs> no, said, you don't. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, I've got it. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, he's he's enjoyed that. Uh, I, I ripped him off and finished it, but oh man, that is a fast airplane, and, and it's well, got what's uh, the engine that is the evolution 40 with the max muffler and uh and it and and of course an apc um uh, that's been trimmed down pretty good I, I forget what pitch i put on it but um yeah we did that we tried to do the radar thing with it and it's just too scary to try to <laughs> it at yourself <laughs> with the you know with the radar gun right. <laughs> so uh but it's a, it's just an oldie and and this is this is my work office at home, and I'm always on meetings with work, so I'm always throwing a different model on the wall, just to <laughs> kind of make a conversation piece. And it's absolutely fascinating how many people will talk to me about it. I've actually spoken to the NASA director of NASA. And and he's commented on, well, what's that airplane on your wall? Glad you asked. Yeah, it's, it's, it's excellent. Or you can say, yep. what airplane? <laughs> you know, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How did <I> get there?
4: <laughs> yeah. It can't compete at all with your backgrounds. I, I absolutely am fascinated with uh, with what's behind you guys all the time. So especially Fitz, you've always got something that your scenery changes, and sometimes on its own. <laughs> That's because he works in there. <laughs> where planes yeah. are possessed? Yeah, things move behind you now and then.
1: They fall, they fall from the ceiling. You know what, Fitz? That happened at the last show. What was that, by the way? It you did. never told uh, us what
0: fell. You're trying to remember what it was. <laughs> um, you kept it quiet. Um, it was something over on that side. It was, oh, what was it?
2: The ceiling beams just couldn't hold the airplanes anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've had planes fall off the ceiling before. I've had it happen once or twice.
4: Well, speaking of planes falling off the ceiling, (laughs) (laughs) I have a YouTube video of my release system at work. Are you guys interested? Can you show a YouTube video on on the show? I I guess Yeah, I can. Yeah. um, Keep talking. It's a straddle launch channel video, but um, they actually allowed us to film this and put it out live on, or not live, but on on YouTube. You you can put
0: the link in the chat or the private chat uh, if you're not logged in. Okay.
1: Listeners, eat your
2: heart out. Yeah, well, just give
0: you me the definitely.
1: time. I, I pulled up the uh, list. Are you looking at it, Mason?
4: Uh,
0: no.
1: Because I could sit here and scroll, but I guess well, I need to see your...
4: Uh... I have a link for you, though. Um, okay. How about I yeah, just Yeah, put it
1: that? in chat. Yeah, put it in so, private chat.
4: Private chat.
1: And while we're doing that, guys, check uh, our regular comments, see if we need to respond there to anybody. Go.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, that release system, we... Strato launch is exciting because it is just a big giant project and uh, there's a lot of things and a lot of <laughs> pieces to it and uh, my job was to do the release system and we did some hangar drops where we, we actually simulated a mass so yep there's a model of the talon falling away simulated arrow
0: hey who's, oh, that that. Who's, that stud who's that guy who's that
4: studak
0: famous Definitely. Mm, so probably, I'm sure that. they're using Dubro
1: parts, Terry. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> <A> little, <laughs> little nylon
0: <laughs> The
4: best part about that was that airbag. We we got an airbag from the stunt industry, and it's and dropped into that thing, and it was just oh, a okay. spectacular. Ooh, all right, explosive bolts. All
1: right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that! Oh, look wow. at that airbag. Kind of heavy, huh? <laughs> Very so, yeah. Very, so this very, is uh, this is your work right there. Is that correct?
4: Yeah, that is a simulated mass. Uh, and oh, it's that's just, just really, the mass. Yeah, that's to simulate that thing. That, yeah, look at that. Uh, to simulate yeah. the uh, the tech. rather than dropping our you know very precious airplane, we're dropping these these masses that are that is simulated. Lot less uh, risk In case yeah, I'm, went sure. wrong,
1: I'm admiring all the the work here. It's really nice.
0: <laughs> so imagine one issue, kind of especially with a. a you're, you're dropping a another aircraft is um, making sure it falls off if it's not providing too much lift and it stays up or has some sort of weird torque or something.
4: It is. It is. That is a. That's probably the primary concern, actually. Right? Is is w- we call it affectionately recontact with the airplane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's uh, literally if you're going to drop something that's making lift, it'll just fly back into the airplane. But worse is it'll stay on it, like there's a a few videos out there that show stores that they attempt to drop and they because there's some alpha on the airplane that it'll yeah, just yeah. stay connected and uh uh sometimes even when there's not there's just a pressure enough to keep it there and um what we do is we do a lot of c f d analysis and a lot of scenarios and 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 a lot of um what they call Monte carlo calculations that, that oh, actually yeah, yeah. take you know some risk in and and see what the odds are you know put some probabilities in there and and uh, we have gotten as a team, we've gotten what we think is pretty good at predicting all that. But you'll notice that pylon is dropped down and kind of got that it's far below the wing there. It was that wing effect is what we had to push that out of that talent out of the, 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 the wing on that airplane is so massive. It has a bow wave that is just way out in front and it is. Very problematic for for having such a light load that close to the wing and uh and on the bottom of it. So hmm. what angle of attack is the strata launch at during release? Uh really flat. It's uh oh. Did we
1: lose them? mason's kind of paused there he's thinking see he's deep in thought <laughs> what angle that. is that
2: he was about to reveal some sensitive information so the ninja stepped out <laughs> I was to say, yeah Ooh.
0: it was uh it's proprietary information there uh jack <laughs> hmm. i'll remove him for a second
1: see if he clears up because he, he might log out and log back in y'all yeah. care to guess y'all want to do make some bets
2: <laughs> so i was going to ask the same sort of question that jack did if, maybe he's uh, back in a parabolic oh, yeah. path or something like that, or different angle of attack. But, you,
1: you froze on us, Mason. So we're trying
4: to get. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, the uh, no, I saw the question about the angle of attack. It's pretty flat for for this airplane. We're we're learning that we don't want to get it terribly banked. We don't want to get it terribly pitched. We're it's uh, so slow to react to control inputs that it and the wing is so straight. And Hershey bar, the adverse yaw gets up there pretty good. It's like a big giant sailplane and uh like in a sailplane when you're banked up tight and your opposite aileron in uh just keep it in that bank otherwise it'll roll over if you're not careful and same with this at the aspect ratio so yeah and, and the like so so we're dropping pretty flat that's that's kind of been our, our idea safe and sound just you know mm. no risk <laughs> yeah uh but uh um yeah, someday when there is a model of it, I'm I want to try it all. I want to go for it. <laughs> I want to do the the strafing runs and see if we can <laughs> strafing <that>. runs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Walk three yeah,
1: into the ground and <laughs> just i don't drive that little thing.
2: I guess uh, if you're gonna build a model, you have to make it payload capable, oh, and then yeah, you know, the sky's the limit yeah. on what oh, you're and driving. and of course explosive bolts. I mean, oh, right. right.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, our fellow modelers that. have done
1: a couple of MD80s <laughs> strapped a around practice. a quarter yeah. 20.
4: Yep. <laughs> My favorite we, one was a uh, quarter 20 nylon bolts hollowed out with black powder in them and an electric match at the top. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> <was all> <laughs> <laughs> so when the, it was the a top launch, I just saw a Terry
1: good. having an idea. He was like, hmm, I got an idea now. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm thinking
2: of the disclaimer we need on this uh, show. Yeah. Do not try this at home kids.
4: Hey kids, use a telemaster. <laughs> <laughs> no, the oh, one weird. I saw was a top launch, you know, like your glider cradle on the top of the telemaster and and uh it just the guy was flying it and it went bang, real loud, and the glider released <laughs> gently, uh but it was a puff of smoke that it released in. I thought, "Oh my goodness." You know did it pop any <laughs> holes, and it had holes all over <laughs> 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 flash with a shotgun <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. yeah cool, damage,
4: yeah, yeah, but of course, like we've got modelers in our company uh, here and there, and there have been models of that Talon airplane, and that one's fun because it's it's hard to there's no way to get it up to speed as a model. and so, like um My favorite one was Dan Craig. He built one with an inside ducted fan, like a hidden ducted fan and Mm. a a belly inlet. And uh, yeah, it it didn't fly very well. It it was pretty (laughs) (laughs) Did you
2: say it's hypersonic?
4: It is. Yeah, that's the idea.
2: Translate that into Mach numbers?
4: Mach 5 and above.
2: Okay. So, yeah. yeah, So that's a Ramjet or something we've never heard of?
4: No, this one's a rocket. And uh, and it's uh, jet fuel and liquid oxygen. So it's real. You know, the idea wow. is to kind of go with known known materials, and uh, and we have another video online of a hot fire of that engine, and it's this itty bitty looking engine. I I don't know rockets very well, but um, I'm impressed with how small that looks. It it, it is really really something. Um, <laughs> less destructive <laughs> ideas. Space shuttle release. Yes, our friend
1: Michael from Dallas. He's got that. Uh... H, yeah, the HSD 747, he brought it to Bomber, but he's building a shuttle. He's turning it into a shuttle carrier.
4: Ooh, a top lot? Like, yeah. oh, my goodness. He has that's, the to do it. Yeah.
2: Now, maybe it's because the shuttle was on top, but in those releases, the shuttle was in a descent, and it may have been an arcing descent as well to ensure yeah. separation.
4: Yeah, and, and they, they kicked the nose up a little more. So the struts that held the nose, they would actually extend them for that flight. So that the two had oh, different incidents. So it was like, yeah.
2: for, okay, because I thought it was set that way for cruise. Whatever incidents the shuttle needed to be at for cruise was optimal for there. But yeah, they, it, would, it, would, it was a little
4: different than the one that they had for the launch. Uh, and that launch one was the Enterprise that is sitting the, on the aircraft carrier in, in uh, New York.
1: Right. That, yeah. that was the only one. We've seen it. Only we have. Yeah.
4: Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's where yeah. I met you guys. Uh, that is. I met you in New York. No. Or in I met, That's where I
2: met you when you were doing your yeah. the presentation there. And,
4: yeah, that's right.
2: And I, oh. that's where I filled out my strata launch card, I think, that got flown in space.
4: That's right. And you got it back, right?
2: I did. Yep. It's around oh, here cool.
4: somewhere. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Did you do one too, Fitz? And we, the, I don't the, think the, they were
2: there for that. Yeah, they missed no. out. I that. Oh, that's man. Right. I Oh man. It. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to send another
1: oh, card and have it go open. And... I want, I want mine to be the little thing that does mark five.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's.
4: Beach. Yeah. 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 yeah, I, I was, is, Yeah, I'm, I'm ready.
0: <laughs> is that a military thing or or a civilian? A it's civilian.
4: Yeah, it's the yeah. whole idea is um, we're going to be selling rides on that. So if you have a, a sensor oh, yeah. or. A, or something, you want to you wanna ride it or you know whatever. No, it's unmanned, um, oh, but it's, oh. it's about a payload <laughs> area. And the idea is that we're going to be holding that condition for a while. Like, like it's mm. so hard to go test in a hypersonic environment. There's just yeah. no vehicles that can get you there. And we're trying to get there with a relative amount of reliability so, so that you can go and fly on condition yeah. one day and go, oh, cool, I need to do it again. And you can do it again.
0: So. Yeah, it sounds like a good opportunity because there are companies, if I remember correctly, working on commercial use of either um, hybrid engines or, or, or scramjet or whatever type for commercial use. And that would be, I guess, a good platform to strap one on, I would think.
4: Yeah, yeah, I a would test think platform, so. Yeah. I, I think it's like a blank canvas almost. I know it's a complicated little airplane to, to get to work, but like, it just seems to me like there's so much potential to it. it it's, a, it's a really cool design. Things get super hot at Mach five, so we're well, yeah. you know, we're having to engineer around that, and you know, and we're and it's uh, it's been interesting uh, that uh, that this is, is such a you know, we're getting a lot of interest from people on it, and uh, um, yeah, we're we're about to drop it in the ocean for a glide flight, and uh, and that'll be exciting, uh, and that's that's we're what working. almost made me for the show tonight. <laughs> so I was working on paperwork to put mate the two ships together. Oh, nice. And, yeah,
2: <laughs> so Which does it does it fly all the way to landing, or does it deploy a parachute at some point?
4: It's going to fly into a landing. Yeah, so okay. it's it's full self nav and, and it self flares and the whole bit. So it's it's on its yeah. own, and
2: yeah. it's designed to land in the water. Interesting. Well,
4: ideally later it'll land on a runway because it's hard to retrieve from the water. But right. that's hard, so we're going to land it in the water the first time or two, and and then uh, and it's a lot safer for people too. You know, first time you deploy these things, you you know, it's a it is a big model airplane, but it's just like it's so big and fast that they want to kind of control it. So it's interesting. Our I love some of the mechanisms. You know, you hear in general people complain about the government, but there are branches that do some amazing things. And one of them is our airspace control. So we we have Edwards here and the and the you know, the the flight test center of the world is right here in Southern California. Well, the ocean 80 miles away is that too. And, and they control that airspace in a way that they let all kinds of people test. Like we've, from my backyard, I've seen launches from Vandenberg in in the evenings that that are just amazing. And uh, yeah. And, and that's, they, they go out, you know, over the head out West and um, they do, they clear the area as much as they can of boats and, and they really try to prepare that. It's 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 cool,
0: it's cool That's to nice. see that.
4: Yeah, a lot of that is like I, I get to just watch because <laughs> I'm the release guy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Would it will it let you take a ride in the shuttle launcher and press the button to release since you're the engineer?
4: No, I wish. I wish. I did get to press the button once in the hangar. That was fun. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah, they gave me they gave me the one the one chance, but. No after that it's the it's the pilots they got they, i mean they got to be heroes you know, we, you know <laughs> they got to do you know it's their job so no that that there's still only 3 people aboard the the airplane uh, and uh, really? the, the flight test engineer and there was a spot i don't know if you saw it in the video where the flight test engineer is reaching up to the switch panel it is an ocean of switches and gauges in there it is just wild how much there is to do in it i imagine
2: there's one switch that's bright and shiny and red.
4: <laughs> and <lit. laughs> yeah. That's the chemtrail switch. Yeah. <laughs>
2: so are all three people on one side or is there a lonely person and two pals? Oh, no, they're, and the other
4: side? they're all in the right-hand side.
2: Yep. Okay. So yep. the left side is just, do you it, have, do you have a, like,
1: uh, a dummy and the other one. What's the, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, oh, uh, The right? lane. Yeah. What's the what's the what's the inflatable pilot in? Inflatable. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I would love to see a picture of that cockpit with him sitting in there like that.
4: <laughs> As a matter of fact, uh, I I can I can interview you for a job at Stratolanc right now. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite questions to ask interviewees is. You know, the cabins on the left and right, only one side is occupied. The right-hand side has the pilots and the flight engineer. The other side is completely unoccupied, but it still has windows in it. Any <laughs> idea why?
2: Hmm, <laughs> That's a good question.
4: It
0: <laughs> because it was cheap and easy. You made it just easy to copy both sides and just build oh both sides goodness. at the same
4: time. No one's ever got that question, but you just nailed it. Yeah. like that's absolutely right'
1: right winning sounds right now
0: <laughs> yeah
4: shall we discuss
0: our salary requirements
1: then? <laughs> 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 wait so you said this was right. a job this was a job question does he does he get a job now at stre Lodge yeah.
4: <laughs> we, 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 had a, we had a tool you know and we had a mold and we had these windows we stole out of the uh, or took out of the seven four seven borrowed um, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. borrowed and uh, we tested the one with pressure, and you know, and did all the tests. Why would we repeat all that? So we just yeah. we just made a second one on the other side. Yeah,
1: so the- there's not it even required. controls. Yeah. You know, it really wasn't fair because you know Fitz works for NASA and he's familiar with budget constraints. And why do we have to do things more than once? Can't we just do it once and be done with it? <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. The the only thing that's in that left hand side was this mysterious box that is what we flew all of the first flight artifacts in it's like a Mm. it was like a toolbox that we bolted to the floor and we all got to put something all the engineers got to put a token in there that fit in an envelope and it really cracked me up because they gave everyone a business envelope and they said if you can fit it in here it can go in the airplane do not do that to a group of smart engineers.
1: <laughs> it, is,
4: it is so cool. Because none of them were flat. There is no uh,
1: flat envelope. <laughs> some
4: people opened like they they unglued. They took it home and like unglued the the way they fold the envelope and they labeled an item with the with the. <laughs> envelope. They said, "Here, it's in the envelope." <laughs> <laughs> okay. and, and they just, the, the management had to shake their heads. Like we should have known. <laughs> it's a challenge
2: more than a rule
4: definitely definitely yeah, yeah. i love that yeah. story <laughs> yeah. well
1: mason do you want to stick around because uh, fitz is about to give us another hours of his uh, special trip so you want to hang out and watch the slideshow or do you guys you say uh, hour
0: oh i'm sure it's gonna <laughs> take an <laughs> hour going will be an hour yeah, okay an hour.
4: i'd love to yes thanks All oh right. fantastic
1: well, thank you, Mason, for surprising us—at <laughs> least two of us. <laughs> Thanks
4: so much for having me on. I, I'm I'm so excited. Yeah,
1: that was a fun story. I'm glad you got to share that because I mean we're always watching that. We're always hearing about it. So I I look forward to you calling me and letting me know if you're going to do another live show because you narrated a couple of flights. So when you do that, let us know. We'll we'll get up to our RC Roundtable page and we'll let people know. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
4: cool. I'd love to. Yeah, I yeah, hope so I you hope know we'll like do that a... soon. Yeah.
0: Man, I look forward to it. That's awesome.
1: All right, Fitz. It's all yours. Where'd you go? Uh, Where'd you go last
0: week? <laughs>
1: I yeah, where were you time. on the
2: night of June? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> I didn't do it. Nobody saw me do it. You can't prove anything. <laughs> so I, I ended up going on a, um, it was actually a work trip, kind of a semi surprise work trip to the Netherlands uh, last week. Like for Peter Pan? Work, work, worky, worky stuff. Was that the Netherlands? It's never Neverland. No, oh, Neverland, Never. Okay, yeah. I'll <laughs> stop. You go waka, ahead. waka waka. Uh, so uh, I've never been there. Uh, so it was, uh, it was interesting, and uh, we—I uh, got to spend basically a week there, a good chunk of a week there. Uh, it was neat because I was at the European version of NASA. So basically, non-NASA, NASA. So it was kind of cool and talk with our compatriots on the European side of things. And uh, so, you know, whenever I go to other countries and stuff, I like to see some some, some of the nerdy things usually related to either models or airplanes. And so before I went, I poked around. I found out that they have a kind of a nice little aerospace museum just north of Amsterdam called the the Luftwarte Museum, Aviardome. And so fortunately, I got in fairly early on Sunday. And before all my co-workers got in, so I said, hey, I got basically the whole day. Let me go take a, a bus and a train and another train and a bus. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't have a rail car. Aren't you just supposed took to ride a while. bike? Uh, there was a lot of bicycles there. Man, yeah. I think, the, I think the, the state symbol is either a bicycle or a roundabout. One of the two, <laughs> because they have billions of both. But uh, there's this nice little aerospace museum. There's a, here's a replica Wright Flyer that they have here. Uh, and a Bellaria, which I don't know if it's a replica or not, uh, and so. uh, probably, but still, a Fokker. Of course, I I didn't realize it, but I guess um, the Netherlands or Holland, I guess at the time was was the home of the Fokker Aircraft Company, or had some really tight dealings with them. So this was—I'm not sure if this is a replica or not. I think it's a real one of uh, mm-hmm. some early Fokker plane. There's a Fokker, Fokker triplane. Spin.
2: Remember when we were talking about yeah. bad airplane names? There's another yeah. one to accident. spin. The spin. crash. Poker hit ground.
0: So, of course, the, the famous triplane, the DR1. Uh, the Fokker uh, F-27, which was a you know, regional commuter airliner. That was uh, some notoriety. Uh, a This is an Italian autogyro. I don't know why it's there, but it was kind of neat to see one sitting there. It couldn't Serbia. Leave- could leave, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably. Hey, probably might be there for the go, war.
2: Go back one photo. Uh, Michael's probably interested in that helicopter back there. Uh, a, there's another picture I've sucking? got.
0: To, there are several helicopters. No, that's a Sikorsky.
2: Oh, it was, okay, I get him confused.
0: Uh, but uh, hopefully, if we didn't delete it, there's one with that. Uh, <laughs> they had like a mini space um display area, a replica. I think that's a Mercury capsule. Uh, on the right is a is a replica of one of the space station modules ESA provided what they call the columbus module and there you can, you can walk, actually walk around inside of it and stuff and it's a nice little uh um uh, replica of it Two other planes i'm not sure what that is is that um, a
2: dove i think it the heavily yeah it With the dove,
0: yeah, inline engine. yeah the, the other side actually had a cowl open which was kind of cool uh here you go there's several helicopters <laughs> on the left is a sikorsky there's, h5 There he you go michael <laughs> pause michael yeah, <laughs> yeah there's, there's a michael a um bull cog, i believe in the back center and on the right another sikorsky um uh, h19 i can't remember this, oh, I took a picture. This? this was cool this was Ooh. one of those jet pu- jet oh it's jet helicopter. engines right there yeah, oh yeah the jet engines are on the, are on the... rotor blades Okay, yeah, and the blades. yeah, it was kind of cool just to see it sitting there. It's very, very minimal design and it's but
2: contra-rotating. Just... Uh, or... no, they just had
0: one rudder set, I think it might have oh, okay, a, um, a Hiller bar or something like that for stabilization. I see, uh, but it was kind of cool to see that. Uh, DC-3 and a constellation. Oh, wow, that's a big museum. Yeah, it that was good, yeah, exactly. Yes, took it right on my It appears to be
4: up on a mezzanine, it looks
0: like yeah. you can walk up on a mezzanine and look down on a bunch of the aircraft. Which was kind of neat. So you can walk around them at the same level, or you can go up in this little mezzanine walkway and take some snap some shots. Uh, another Fokker something seven, I think, or something, oh, not a T seven. Uh, I forgot exactly what it is. One of the early. At first, I thought it was like you know, is that a Ford trimotor motor with Try only you. one engine? But it's actually a Fokker design. It's, it says on the side. I can't remember exactly. Oh, let me, uh, This was kind of weird. This was a Ju fifty two, but like two thirds of it. It was missing like, uh. <laughs> most of the right wing. <laughs> I'm not sure why they did that. Maybe they ran out of room or something. But well, the just right so you know, they do they gone. do
1: the same thing with a B25 at the uh, Fredericks Museum. Did you notice that fits when you went? Uh, I don't the, remember the Fredericks uh, Museum. The Doolittle the Doolittle display has half of a B25. Oh, on. maybe
0: it did. Yeah. Okay,
1: I forgot about that.
2: Maybe that's all they could find. Afford. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <I> <laughs> This is a DC
0: 4 or DC 6, something like that, maybe? Mm-hmm. You guys six, know? Six, maybe? Um, yeah, I would say six, or, but I'm no expert. Yeah, probably you know? a six, yeah. Uh, for some reason, they had a MiG 21 sitting there uh, outside. I don't <laughs> know oh, why, cool. but okay, but whatever. Oh, why not? Whatever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> why not? Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is neat. This is sort of, I guess, a restoration hangar. And so you've got, is that a Lockheed on the left? A Beach 19? Or a Beechcraft, sorry. I always get the Lockheed yeah. Beechcrafts. Confused because they're very similar in there and another DC three, and uh, there's I think another picture. Yeah, just a bunch of random stuff. Oh, wow! Just Ooh, another, there's another... the
4: back shop cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was really cool stuff. They had some engines laying around in planes in various stages of this assembly. Um, you can't really see it on the left as a naval plane. This was neat. A Saab <laughs> Vigan, no, it's a Saab, it's a I think a Vigan i uh, never seen one in the flesh. So, this is cool to kind of see one sitting there. It obviously hasn't been flown in probably many moons, but it's a neat little canard.
1: Are you kidding? That
2: guy car. just parked it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh,
2: it's a sob. It's probably in the shop. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs>
0: That's a good inside uh, joke, too. Yes. Uh-huh. and of course this is an an2 kind of oh, there. just yeah. when you can walk inside and walk around it uh mm. here's part of the ESA facilities um this was sort of this is kind of a nice campus you got know, a pond it was it's winter time so the weather's bleh. uh i was told that the danish are not known for their food but i did try some of their fries and sauces and some other random stuff uh and uh so i thought i'd throw a picture in there some food uh so we, vincent vega get-
2: was right they put mayonnaise on their fries.
0: Yeah, I put all kinds of stuff I don't know on know What the that price. is? <laughs> it was some weird sauce. I have no idea. I think it had a little bit of garlic or something in it. Um, so we spent a little bit of time in Amsterdam, not a whole lot. We spent basically part of a night. This is the Anne uh, Anne Frank Museum. You oh, know the story wow. of Anne Frank? Yeah, mm-hmm. they basically it, the, the inside is more is more like it was. The outside is of course modern looking, but it's the actual um, place, the actual house where her family, actually two families, which I didn't know. Uh, were were scuttled away to hide away from the Nazis. Yeah, behind the bookshelf, right? Yeah, the, the bookshelf was there. They wouldn't let me take pictures, unfortunately, inside. Uh, but the bookshelf was there; it's half open. So you walk through the entryway, through the bookshelf opening, and which I didn't realize is that the the place where they're living was actually fairly large. I always thought it was just like some dusty old attic that they were crammed into, but it was actually like three or four floors of a. Uh, hold off building they had no access to the outside other than to the the uh, bookcase And so they had fairly good room. It was still I mean, it was still trapped in there You know night and day for a couple of years uh, But a lot of the artifacts were still there They still had some of the, the stoves the ovens some old pictures that were on the wall lots of artifacts and uh, Things you can read about it. It's a, such a tragic story uh, they, they really learned of quite a bit the girl really wanted to be a writer if she lived through the war and so she, she had several diaries and stuff, but anyways, on a happier note, uh, I did, uh, find at the last day, I, I kept trying to go to this shop and I couldn't get it cause we were just working so much. Mm-hmm. And on the last day, uh, I was able to squeeze in a little bit of time to go to a hobby shop. And the next How do you pronounce over, that? So
2: Jack,
0: say Jack like Pat And well, yeah. no, no. So my question is this,
1: it says hobby shop number there. That's smart. If they had to add the English words there,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. that's universal.
0: I know. Is, is it well, well, <laughs> two things? All the Danish um, uh, speak really good English. They all speak English, and I never met one that didn't speak at least passable English. Um, and you're right. The names. If you ever need a password, just open up a map of the Netherlands <laughs> and pick a town. Use your password,
2: <laughs> unbreakable code.
0: I am taking that
4: advice because I, I sit and think of passwords way too long. Just pick a pick a letter Just in the middle, and make it capital.
0: Pick a town in the Netherlands. You will you have your password. Nobody will guess it. <laughs> in fact when we um, I got to the airport and I was going through uh, immigration, the guys asked me, "So where are you going?" And I pronounced the name, and he's like,
3: mm. "No, it's pronounced this."
0: <laughs> Yeah, you, you're, you're saying two syllables, his an eight. <laughs> yeah, it's like, he, the way you pronounce it is not like how it was spelled. It's like, okay. But anyways, it was a nice little hobby shop. there's some oh. interior pictures. It wasn't an RC place, but it had great uh, plastic models and car uh, um, trains and some and paints. I saw this. This was a 1-250 scale Yamato. Hmm. Uh, if I had room, I would have taken this sucker home with me. This was big, and it wasn't that expensive. And he got some trumpeter kits to one 350 scale um, aircraft ships and stuff. I bought a little train, a little uh, N-scale good. model train. This is painted just like the um, Metro Rail that I rode a whole bunch of times. So I said, well, hey, well, I'm here, maybe I'll buy a little N-scale, I could have an N-scale layout. And he had one. Um, it was not the cheapest thing in the world, but a uh, nice guy. It was, it was funny because I, when I got there, the, the shop was closed, but it was supposed to be open. And I was contemplating going back because, you know, I didn't want to stay too long. I had to take the bus and the train back home, uh, back to the hotel. But uh, he ended up showing up about five minutes late. And <laughs> he spoke to me in, in Danish first and um, Dutch first and then realized I, I had to tell him in English. He goes, oh, OK, no problem. And uh, he made a joke. <laughs> he apologized for being late and made a little joke. He was a nice guy to talk to. You. So on the way back, I stopped in London for a couple of days and here is the Royal Air Force Museum, which I've been to before, uh, but I was on, on my way to somewhere else, and it was like right next door. So I didn't really have the time to go through the whole museum again, but I did go through, there's a spitfire out in the open. I think it's a faux spitfire and a hurricane, which I believe also was a faux hurricane. But last time I was there, they were working on a building, and this time it was finished. So I thought I'd poke oh, nice. p- 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 my head in and see the new building. And you see a, uh, I don't know, that's B BE-2 maybe or something. I'm not sure what the, the big biplane is. So it wasn't a whole lot of aircraft there. There's was a few things. I think, the, was it Alpha Jet? A NAT. Uh, a NAT, that's it. Sorry, NAT. Uh, but it had some, a whole bunch of things for kids, interactive things for kids to play with, uh, the whole line. You, know, you might find this interesting. Mason, a bunch of air, um, 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 wind tunnel models. Wind tunnel models, oh, of, all fantastic. kinds of really goofy stuff and so this is some prototype stuff some oddball british designs of whatever uh and they had um, wood models co- proof of concepts That one in the middle was pretty cool they had a flying car <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, went on model or something that, that was kind of cool a flying jeep i think they called it or something look like look
4: at, go back to that flying car look how they're pivoting the whole tail mooney style it's like like how they do, how Moonies trim the 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 elevator, horizontal oh, right. oh, yeah, tail, yeah, yeah. the whole yeah. thing is pivoted. That I believe that is really a wind tunnel model. The other ones with the decals and the silver paint, I don't know.
0: Oh yeah, the, no, those weren't. It. They had more. Yeah, those weren't. But they had a couple other wind tunnel models. I didn't. I I didn't okay. copy over. Um, but yeah, uh, there's a uh, shorts Sunderland um, Sunderland. Uh, yes. Wow. That was just kind of sitting there that you can eat under. There's like a tables and stuff, uh, which was neat. I didn't realize it, but the bomb racks sort of um, slide out of the middle. You see them under the wing? How does, I do. Yeah, I was
4: going to ask about that. Is that like, do they retract and close?
0: Best I could tell, they do. It look like, they look like there's a rail system on, a, on the bottom of the wing so they can slide in and out of the fuselage.
4: Do you hmm. know what that part of the airplane is called? That is official, officially called the armpit. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> Those are armpit bombs It fits. <laughs> it does. Armpit bo- hashtag our pit <laughs> man. Makes, yeah.
0: So I there, there was a gift shop to the left and I picked up some stuff for Terry, you and uh Lee, by the Yay. way. A of, a little snack thing. What,
1: what about so, Mason? Did you get
0: anything for Mason? Oh I
1: didn't know he was gonna be on. <laughs> I
4: <laughs> now um, we can tell where all the Ravel models went
0: so there was this all wonderful in wonderful little hobby shop within a, like a block of walking distance of the museum that I had no idea was there so i started poking around on google maps called i think it's called hamlets and it had it was interesting walking in this because it was a whole it was a really not a huge place but it was crammed full of neat plastic models for everything and some oddball stuff and i bought this i saw this on the shelf. I was like what the bloody hell is this yeah I've got the british <laughs> is wearing off on me um apparently this was a real proposed french design that they had i think they got to like some sort of mock-up stage with it and kind of abandoned it and it's so bizarre it looks like something out of science fiction and uh so i i, I gotta get it in fact i have it right here with me and uh i and I said, well, you know, for it's got photo etched parts, 172nd scale. I, I had to look it up. Whoops, Well, actually, it just doesn't really yeah. matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which oh, way is up? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have it, it Doesn't really matter. Uh, so I, I it was it's it, the kit itself is not very big. There's only like a little small packet of stuff. It's oh got gosh. some photo etched parts. Oh, it's but it's such tiny. a cool, unusual, bizarre thing. I think it's made in Russia of all <laughs> places. Um you must upscale uh, that, Fitz.
1: Yeah, that is cool. Three 70-millimeter um, EDFs.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, there's four, right? Know. There's, there's one in the center section, too.
1: Was there a center one? I didn't notice
2: that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's
1: a, that's yeah. the rocket. The others are jets. Right,
2: so for our listeners, you really got to step aside and watch the video for this. You got to so, watch so. it. I would try to describe what this model is, but I don't know where to start. I...
0: Uh, if you're a sci-fi fan, Blake Seven uh, um, comes to mind, but it's a real obscure show. If you know what that is, then you get the idea. Liberator. That's it. Liberator from Blake Seven. <clears throat>
2: Anyways. Uh, well, hold on. Not so fast. What does 27 euros translate to in dollars?
0: That's pounds, actually. Oh, it's pa- oh okay. The British never went to the euro system. They stayed with pounds.
2: Oh, I forgot you were in London yeah i'm okay. back in jolly yeah. Yeah, so okay.
0: in, in old england so uh what's what about 30 bucks i think oh really roughly. okay yeah you know, so uh, i figured i'll splurge on it a little bit
4: oh yeah. take my money oh i think it is yeah. I, <laughs> yeah.
0: I forgot i have the bag here it's called uh hannets h-a-n-n-a-n-t-s is the oh the camera's backwards sorry um uh, neat little hobby store It's interesting to hear their conversation that came in it was a bunch of guys Talking about different things, and it was just hilarious. Uh, also, I had a chance to pop down into London proper to the Science Museum, which had a neat um, uh, couple of different displays. They had a sci fi, science fiction uh, special display temporarily. I don't know how long it's going to be there, but I, I figured I'd pop yeah. down there as some science fiction fan. So,
1: before and, I uh, show the next slide, I was like, I, I almost knew I was going to bet that Fitz would find. A Dalek. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I was like, if he's in London, because he told me you were going to London, said, he's going to find a Dalek. He's
0: going to find (laughs) a Canaan, hopefully.
1: Is this an actual
0: movie prop? You did not disappoint me. This one seemed to be an actual movie prop. They had actually another one, a red one, that was said was a replica. But this one apparently was an actual prop of some sort, based on what the, reading at the sign. Uh, and I had some other Doctor Who stuff. I think there was a uh, um, uh, the um, Cyberman and some other stuff. I took this. This was funny. If you look at this, this was, yeah, you know, I saw the no smoking and no scissors. And then no lightsabers. No, no lightsaber,
2: no phasers. stun guns. Uh, yeah.
4: stun gun. I think it that's it. A... I, I think the bottom yeah. left is
1: a holy hand grenade. <laughs>
2: <laughs> is that the detonator? <laughs> I think that's... It's a, no, it's a thermal I
1: think... detonator. from Yeah, the oh, thermal okay. detonator,
0: like. Uh, Boba Fett and Princess Leia had when she was in disguise. I thought it was just hilarious that they—I guess British humor. <laughs> I don't know about the scissors. I don't running with scissors. Uh, so anyway, so there was um, uh, what was the next picture? I don't remember what comes. Oh, uh, they had a. This was interesting. This was actually a fairly large model of the USS Enterprise. It was actually quite big. And of note is, it was signed by several of the, of the actors and actresses in the show, which I thought was interesting. Hmm. Uh, but it wasn't an actual movie filming miniature. I guess somebody just built it, and they decided to sign it How for How big was that? It was pretty big. It was probably a good four feet long. Hmm. Man, that is beautiful. Um, so, believe it or not, the Science Museum had a bunch of aircraft in it, which I was really surprised. Uh, it, first of all, hands off to the British. They have some of the best museums I've ever been to. And this science museum is just absolutely fantastic. I, I only sent the pictures of the planes, but it's got everything. It's got computers, it's got um, the, the first ever steam engine. It's, it's just beautiful display. This is not a, something just for kids. This is a wonderful, wonderful museum. If you're ever in London, you got to stop by there. Oh
4: my goodness. This that,
0: was that a section.
4: Just, that just fills a whole day right there.
0: This, yeah. this, these, there were engines as far as you could see, There must've been a pop, a 30, 40 engines of various types here. That were using all kinds of aircraft from World War I, pre-World War I, down to the jet age. Uh, British, American, uh, German. They had, I think, they had a V, V2 engine, rocket there, V1. They had uh, uh, all kinds of just all kinds of neat stuff. A Focke-Wulf uh, engine in there for some reason. Uh, this the picture doesn't do it justice. It was as far as you can see down this picture is they had engines on racks. It was just w- really fascinating see the different types, some really big ones, little ones, all kinds of stuff. Uh, some more aircraft. They had um, uh, a glider. I forgot what that, that jet is at the top. Um,
2: was that the Whittle? Uh, Are you talking about the one be. with the Yellow Bottom?
0: Yeah, the Yellow Bottom. Was that the, the, like name the very first jet? One of the early, early jets. Um, I can't yeah. remember the name. It, it's, I think no, it comes after that. the meatbox, but in that era, the 50s era. Uh, no, I thought I, it
2: was World War II, like
0: the... it you know you might be right. It might be one of the other the one Yeah, I'm talking right. out of my fanny though. But... I can't remember. I saw the name and I forgot it. I, oh I hand <laughs> my I got a hand in my key card. Um no I believe oh, this is the prototype, yes. of you know, the prototype uh, uh Harrier jets.
2: Yeah, yeah when it was still else? Kestrel, maybe.
4: Look at how much is in, complication is in that wingtip wheel. That is yeah. wild. They've since yeah, yeah. changed
0: that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can tell the inlets are different. It's uh, interesting no, to
2: hear that coming from the mind of a landing gear engineer. <laughs> That's yeah, the first yeah. thing
3: I
0: look at, yeah. Some more stuff. They got an HE-163 sitting up there. Got more Spitfires and Hurricanes, of course. Okay. It's England, yeah. right? Uh, some various models. I think some of those were wind tunnel models, uh, if I remember correctly. There's some RC models in there. Uh, there's another That's feature. Shows you um, there's a there's solar-powered Gropner. Mm-hmm which is pretty cool yeah uh, and uh i think that now there's uh, some engines co2 engine and uh four stroke uh, i think uh Sato. Uh, yeah, just some random just random stuff in there there's Ooh, the a uh supermarine racer the the, the oh. uh, progenitor of the spitfire which is really neat to see i don't think i've ever seen one this looked familiar yeah. i couldn't remember the name it's a flying wing yeah. or tailless tailless plane is that
2: um, the Taractyl or some, some sort of dinosaur no, type? I don't, I don't think that.
0: that. I know what you're talking <laughs> yeah. about. No, this was different. Okay. Uh, but it's close. Uh, I believe that's an SE5, kind of sitting there with some really long exhaust pipes. Yep. Um, uh, I think a DeHevelin. Uh, I believe that's a Henry Page. Yeah, it's a Henley Page something or another.
2: 0400 or something. Yeah, something with,
0: like oh, that. with V, with v yeah. engines. Yeah. yeah yeah an interesting yeah v v style engines was an octagon cowls now this was just the top floor with just airplanes this is another wow. floor Jeez. they had a couple more planes mixed in with some just other artifacts so I like you gotta, the, product, you gotta, the car is just
1: lining up the I wall, know, <laughs> cars up on the wall.
0: <laughs> another world war one biplane what this, the heck I is that Catch the name, oh, it's a vertical God. takeoff and landing. It, th- mm-hmm. the only, this is my only complaint. They had a terrible display for this one. It's sort of between these pillars. I couldn't get a good angle to take a picture of it. Uh, I believe this was a tailless vertical uh, lift uh, prototype experimental plane, but I can't, I'm trying. Maybe somebody in the chat can recognize it. I didn't see the plaque for it or I didn't, I didn't find it. Huh. Uh, this was texting you guys. This is an actual Apollo 10 capsule that they, they have on permanent loan from NASA and a control panel from, I'm not sure what a control panel is. It might be the tr- from the trainer, but uh, it was neat. Cause I was looking at the capsule. I was like, if that's a replica, that's a really, really, really good <laughs> replica. And the guy goes, no, it's an actual Apollo 10 that we have on permanent loan. Uh, there's a, I found a neat little hi- a sci-fi shop in London called the Forbidden Planet. It
4: looks like that uh, and- shop found you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it was pretty cool i ended up buying a few things there's a model of the enterprise d uh, and it's a, just a shot of just all kinds of stuff it's got star wars star trek doctor who whatever anime so that was just a kind of a snapshot of some of the stuff i did i didn't have a whole lot of time but thanks for uh Ooh. stepping through those i had a great time even though the weather was a little better in england than i thought it would be but the weather in, over in in Netherlands was sort of bleh, cold and rainy, yeah. <laughs> but it was a good trip. It was very useful work-wise, and I had a good time traveling somewhere um, overseas on a company's dime, so to speak. Uh, My dime. We'll,
2: here My dime. Don't you <laughs> forget good it. Good work. You're welcome. <laughs> All the name
0: of science. <laughs> well, the science we did a lot of sciencey stuff so we, it was money well spent but it was great to see i always like to see hobby stores and stuff in, in other countries and i had a great experience doing that so that was my trip um i got back uh, only just a couple days ago so um slightly jet lagged <laughs> not too bad but uh, you know it's it's you know my clock is off a bit but it was, it was a good run. There's so if you got to stuff. plan
4: this trip again, Fitz, and you were to dedicate time to these museums, I'm sure you, it's, it looks like you would have to go back at least for a second visit. What would you recommend for allocating uh, time-wise to, to that, especially that, that uh, Royal Air Force Museum?
0: So um, the Royal Air Force Museum, a day. That was only okay. one awesome. of like the four different hangars or so that they have. Now we just wanted the new one, and that only had a couple of airplanes. The the Royal Air Force Museum is is fantastic. It's got some really great stuff. It's totally free too, by the way. Wow. Um, but there's several other hangars. One hangar is just dedicated; it's purely for World War One or pre-war, pre-World War One stuff. There's another one's got a bunch of World War ii there's Another one's got all kinds of jets. Uh, so that went a day. Uh, the science museum was actually not that bad. Half a day it was plenty of time, I think, for the science museum. If you were to walk around and look at stuff, it wasn't that bad. We didn't even spend that much time. I was able to go around. It's got a lot of stuff in there, but I was able to pretty easily go around and just, you know, hey, this is neat, take a picture and take a look and talk about some stuff. Biology.
2: Uh, we can skip that floor.
0: Yeah, yeah. One <laughs> s- what, there was. There was one section of this, like, medical stuff. It was like, eh, okay, no.
2: Planets.
0: Dinosaurs. They've got an Alan Turing machine. They've got a Babbage computer that's, like, the size of a car. Really? And, uh, yeah, it's it's all kinds of just odd stuff. They have old bicycles of all things. And um, it's just uh, just a fascinating museum for, for all kinds of steam engines, cars, whatever. So it's a very, very cool museum. And there's other museums. There's like, they have a museum of, I think the Imperial History Museum or something like that. It's got all kinds. It's got the Rosetta Stone in it and stuff. I didn't go at it this time, but. All the um, stuff they
2: stole from countries.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> back from the, the English empire. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but if you like, Science technology, airplanes, I was surprised. It was some really good stuff in the Science Museum. Definitely worth a trip. Um, if you're in London uh, or anywhere near the area, try to stop by an area. And, and London has a pretty good uh, public transportation. We, ran, we, we traveled the tube to underground. So we got here and there, as long as it wasn't under construction. And uh, uh, so it was, it was great to see the aerospace stuff in different countries. It's always great to go to another country because you see oddball stuff. You, you right. go to the, in the, on the, on the okay. continent in the Netherlands, you saw, you know, the jets and stuff I'd never seen before in a flesh. And you go to the London, they've got all the British stuff. They have a long, long history of aerospace there. and They have all kinds of weird, weird and wonderful things. So, yeah. Right.
2: When, like when Europeans come here and they're excited to drink a Budweiser.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they say, oh, wow, look, that's a Mooney or, you know, that's a you know, P-51 a or something like that. Yeah. A Cub, yeah, we don't see it over here. We have all, all the other stuff uh so so i got i don't know if i have anything else to talk about no just um uh you know what i got you guys or you want to be surprised i'm going to mail it off to you
2: surprise me and we'll talk about it on another show
0: okay i'll surprise you you if it's
2: not adult themed and
0: no it's not adult themed (laughs) just (laughs) just a little knickknacks I wanted to go. There was a hobby store near the airport. I really, really wanted to go to. It's just I just wasn't able to get to. It's called West London Models. Hmm. It looks like they had a mix of RC stuff and uh, plastic models, that kind of stuff. I just didn't have time. So I got to several places, and there was a flying field too. I wanted to try to get to, but again, I just didn't have the time.
2: You think Uh, there was anybody there this time of year? I don't know. That was kind of the
0: weather was cool, but nice, bright, and sunny, and wasn't windy. So um, Hmm. I don't know how. Uh, what kind of stuff the British flyers are made of? If they're, if they're, you know. they're a hearty bunch. <laughs> so yeah, I would think they're, pretty, you know, stiff upper lip, right? The, yeah,
2: yeah. So
0: they probably would be flying, <laughs>
2: suffer in silence.
0: So next time I'll probably venture on some more. Uh, I don't know, Mason. Last time I was there, um, I mentioned I went to a place called Old Warden. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Mm-hmm. It's basically their version of Rhinebeck. If you're oh, familiar with Old okay. Rhinebeck, <laughs> and yeah. it was, yeah. It was same concept. They've got a lot of World War I, pre-World War I stuff that flies, and that they, they will fly if the weather's good. And it was great because they had a, I went there during an event. It was during the summer, so it was a very nice weather, and they had an actual comp, um, air show event going on. I forgot what they called it. And they were flying um, all kinds of stuff. Again, being in Europe, you see oddball stuff like a, a Lysander flying around. And you know, hurricanes and Spitfires, that kind of stuff. But I did see they had some P-51s and a P-17 fly. And what was neat is you're really, really close to the runways. It's a smallish field, so a lot of times uh, some stuff didn't land. But they had some hurricanes and stuff in there. But you're really close, so you're up and close to these aircraft that are flying around you. And it's a, it's a photographer, Lee. You would, you would have just fainted for, <laughs> for the photography <laughs> you, you had there because you were. Really close, and again, it, all all kinds of oddball aircraft that they were flying that you wouldn't, don't see in the states. So yeah. that's another thing. If you're ever in the in the London area and you have uh, a way to get up, and it's in a good weather, go up to uh, Old Warden. Uh, there's another. It's the town is Old Warden. I forgot what the name. Uh, the air is uh, Shuttleworth. Just look it up. Shuttleworth. Thank you. Yeah. Shuttleworth. Thank George. And, and, and apparently that place is also an RC model club when they're not flying full-scale airplanes. So
4: oh. oh. Off the same runway, probably, right? Yeah, or
0: at least a, the, the same area. Yeah, same area. There's a large grass area area as well. So yeah, because when I was there, they had a the club had a bunch of models lined up on the, a, a display area, and I was like, oh, there's models area." Oh yeah, this is where our flying field. Where, we, where we, they let us use. So it's pretty cool. Hmm. Oh cool! Wow, it sounds yeah, well, a little
4: more exciting than, than the, the Rhinebeck even.
0: <laughs> it's better than <laughs> Rhinebeck. It's like Rhinebeck on steroids. Yeah, yeah. Rheinbeck right is nice, but this was right Beck on steroids. It was, uh-huh. was really cool, <laughs> and almost everything there was flight worthy. They have a little museum set aside, so you walk in and you'd see all. You'd see a um, uh, what's that twin engine racer? The um, Comet, the Red Comet, like a comet there, and it's flight ready. You go in another room, they've got. Uh, a, a a hurricane that's broken down that they're working on and they've got another odd some biplane fb2b or something like that or Sopwith or wow. something you know and when i was leaving they had a pre-world war one I. I think they had the oldest flying aircraft in europe or maybe the world really um and i forgot which what it was uh but it was they didn't fly until i was just leaving the last time when the, it was dead calm because the thing is basically a kite, <laughs> and but they flew it. It flew it. It flew around a little bit. It was like I got a couple of distance pictures of it. So,
4: oh wow! Nice. It it always fascinates me that that those kind of museums can stay going because you've got to have pilots who are willing to fly those when they're airworthy, and that's a yeah, I think that's yeah. a special niche pilot job is the or or gig I guess to to get to fly those things.
3: It, it makes yeah.
4: Me- you know, you know, I mean, I, I'm excited for future generations, but I'm also worried that we're, you know, that we're going to have people to to actually be able to operate some of that equipment. Yeah, uh, we've got to we've got to keep the well, but museums like that, like the like the Air, the Royal Air Force, or I guess even the Shuttleworth, um, hopefully will inspire the next generations.
0: Yeah, when I was there, I did see some fairly youngish pilots flying some of that stuff. So there's there's still some hope. Good. Yeah, good, good, yeah. <laughs> Right. Is that it, Fitz? That is it that I can remember. I can't even... uh, think <laughs> <and> of <cut. laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. all right.
2: So we may need to adjust our plans because I think we're planning to go about two hours or not more than two hours, and we're down to twenty five minutes. Lee, you have stuff you want to talk about, and I have stuff I want to talk about, but mine can wait. If do we let do, do
1: we let Fitz and Mason decide? <laughs> who do
2: you like better yeah that's what know, it all boils down, down to yeah
1: mason <laughs> who invi- invited you Mason? <laughs> 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 who remembers you who texts you frequently
2: <laughs> or uh, how long do you think you, how long do you think you need for your thing i only need a few minutes i think i can do mine in a few minutes so let's okay. just split up our time and be efficient about it And all right yeah, call it we're fine Lee, you yes. go first because okay. I need a refill and I can probably miss the beginning of yours. So. <laughs> uh, so, um, thanks, Terry.
1: <laughs> thanks go. for being there for me. <laughs> Get out of here. You know what I can do? I can do this. I can just remove his butt from the show. <laughs> I didn't did just wait how long I bring him back. So all I was going to add, is, for those of you watching, I have a on our screen, a post that we put on our Facebook page, RC Roundtable Podcast. I attended the uh, Georgetown Aeromodeling Swap Meet, their 25th annual Swap Meet. Uh, Fitz was unavailable. And so I took my <laughs> youngest. Well, oh, well, I normally would bring uh, Fitz or my buddy Kirk Jensen. Uh, but in this case, I took Ryan, my youngest, out there. And it didn't disappoint. I did have a goal, I had a mission. So, there were some things I was looking for. So, I did spend some time rummaging through bins, you know, looking for these little things. And on the whole, I found what I needed. The, the most important thing, which I'm going to cut to this picture right here, was this. I found Ryan. 20. Yay.
0: Found another son. Yeah. You didn't lose him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm
1: home too. Um, so, I I don't think, I'm going to talk too much about this because it would linger on, but let me just say that my mission was to find an original T-28 Trojan. I think Fitz is back. Is it D-Flight? That's
0: the Park Zone. Zone. Zone,
1: So this is a Park Zone T-28 that I got uh, from Gotta Know Joe. And it's in really good shape. There were some things broken, but they were easily repairable. Someone, whoever uh, originally owned this, had installed LEDs in the fuselage and oh, into me. the wing and I don't particularly plan to use them but uh, to wrap this up real quick I wanted to make sure I could get it to fly I wanted I wanted to have it in flying condition so uh, over the past few days I have got everything working together so I fixed the landing gear I uh, fixed some of the stuff inside the fuselage uh, anyway looks like I got exactly what I wanted more to come on the T28 so just stick around for that.
2: I know uh, the secret and I'm yeah, excited about it. It's yeah, a cool Terry, project.
1: I, I, yeah, well, that'll it'll take too long. So we'll save that for another day. But on the is, whole, is the swap
4: is that one, the fixed year T28, or is it, it is a track?
1: It is a fix, it is the original. Oh, and and it's funny because uh, I like, uh, I, I love hanging out with my buddies, but Terry, you had the original. I think the first time I saw when we were at Bass, Bass, some Tom Bass Park.
2: Tom, um,
1: yeah, right. And, yeah, sure. Yeah. So I think uh, you had brought that one out there, and I think that's what got me hooked to get my Park Zone T-28, which was the Air Force, the gray version, which I still Mm -hmm. have. Austin has one of those, too, and uh, Ryan has the yellow one, the newer one. So all of us have a T-28 Trojan, and they're great planes. If you ever see one, someone's giving away one, whatever, put your your money in there, grab it. It's a great plane.
2: It would be difficult to overstate how popular they were when they first came out.
1: Absolutely. I even have a UMX.
4: version Mm -hmm. yeah and the umx wasn't as fun as the original park zone i don't think because yeah the the park zones were pretty aerobatic for what they were
1: absolutely and yeah yeah, they just take off and land really well too so they're great trainers so i'm glad i was able to find one and and i didn't what i'm planning to do i didn't want to mess up mine i love mine the way it is so uh i have a
4: funny story about those actually um that that involves a mass of people and one flying into them uh but uh they, we we had er, like tw- probably 12 years ago when they came out um was the very beginning of ardu pilot and the oh. the autonomous flying uh boards that you could put in and so um uh, we decided the the we were going to have a company picnic one evening on a friday evening that was going to be about an hour after work got out and so me and another engineer launched his T-28 Park Zone T-28 in self-flying mode. And it stayed aloft for quite a while, but he had it doing waypoints over Mojave, and the end waypoint was the middle of the crowd at the company picnic. And it turns out it was very, very accurate, and it (laughs) was inbound, uncontrolled, into the crowd, and we had to tell the company to get out of the way (laughs) for that thing to hit in the middle of the baseball field. And it, it went at out level right over the waypoint and said, okay, I'm here and dove straight into the waypoint.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, didn't have a landing mode, huh? I, always, I with, always forget that <laughs> decimal point. <laughs> <laughs>
4: so you want not stop at that lat long. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, oh, it just geez. decided to go vertical at that lat long and done. <laughs> but it was, uh, well, no I'm
1: not planning to do that. That's that's yeah. not on my thing. Uh, yeah. But I'll let I'll give you all an update on flying it because it's ready to go. Uh, but, Fitz, do you want to talk about this? This HE-111? Uh,
0: yeah, the HE... Um, oh, I shook check my notes. Yeah, this is um, HE, uh, HE-111. Uh, and uh, this was really interesting. You almost never see these things. And uh, so uh, I was actually talking with Richard about it. Richard had sent me a picture. He said, hey, look at this um and i was like "Ooh, uh the, it was a little pricey because i was like hey, man maybe 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 but uh, i was like no no no, i don't want to spend that much um and i I, can't, I think it sat there for a while and then uh, apparently i guess the price kept getting lower and lowered and our our buddy tom ended up picking it up for a really good price yeah so, so because <laughs> you were talking it, to him.
1: Y'all were, you were talking to him and it was like the good news is we a friend of ours has it and now you can get yeah. your hands on it to fly.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you didn't so. have to pay
1: anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Indian. He he says uh, uh, that was apparently they found out it's an Airworld model H111 mm-hmm. so I believe that comes out out of Europe, right? Airworld?
2: World. If I remember correctly. Terry? That's that's a, yeah, that sounds right. Sure. Uh
0: so it's neat to see that. I mean there's not too many I know uh Motion RC I think was carrying a newer version of it. I don't think it's oh an airliner, but the uh, 8111.
4: Here's what's 11, curious but... is, Wikipedia calls it a, it says it's a German airliner and a bomber. <laughs> and and
0: they drop their passengers at their destination
1: like uh, your T-28s. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think
0: We're here. <laughs> so during the 1930s, when Germany was under um, severe control of what their military, they would develop civilian, civilian planes that were really military planes in disguise so it probably started as an airliner on paper and it might have flown a few air routes but it was basically a bomber that they uh, unconverted from an airliner in, in a sense wow.
1: well i'll just quickly go you can you can look at all the rest of the photos in there but uh, the georgetown yeah. did not disappoint uh we had a lot of fun but hey what's that? Is that right there do you recognize That's... that terry is that I... a bird dog
2: it's a bird dog yeah well, it's a variant called the glow dog that our buddy Sparky designed back when night flying was a new thing. Yeah. And that has the hand soldered LEDs. That was before the strips were available. Yes. So it was like a hundred LEDs with the current limiting <laughs> resistors on there.
0: A lot of soldering. Yep. And I I built one for Terry. On
4: Just go down a couple planes to there look to be two T34s sitting really close together. Is yeah, that a, is no? That they're T-34? separate. Oh.
1: Oh, uh, okay. They're, they're separate. The wings okay. were somebody else, somewhere else, but no, they were just separate in there. But I don't want to go through all these photos. I'm just going to just talk while I just kind of ramble through these. But uh, the Georgetown, Texas, just north of Round Rock, uh, a little bit, what, an hour north of Austin, uh, they always have a good swap me. We've had a good time. Unfortunately, the auction at the end did not go as, as, as well as it has in the past. Uh, some of the stuff was just not, I mean, a dollar was usually the starting bid. <laughs> um, but i mean we had already heard a lot of people were buying stuff on friday uh, you know the vendors who were in there and come saturday morning before oh, 10 right. o'clock a lot of the planes oh. were you can tell me to stop if you see them catches catch your eye but they have boats there and cars nice and edfs and big planes and little planes and you know i found my t-28 and, and that kind of cool
0: Ooh, that's a- Yeah, I was going to ask about this. Is that a EDF or a turbine? What is that? Do
1: you yes,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it is an airplane. <laughs> hey, you know what? I will tell you this. I didn't have. I didn't didn't take a picture of it. But while we were putting some stuff in our truck, a guy had pulled up in his trailer. He had a like an airplane drone, like one that may have been used for college testing or military. It was big. It must have had a 12 foot plus wingspan in his trailer and it was beat up, you know, it was a pusher, but he had, one. he goes, if you can put it in your car, you can have it. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) thanks. Uh, But this was a kind of a a fun story. This is a um, Royal Cessna citation. And uh, one of our friends had asked me when I was there, he said, Hey, is that thing for sale? I said, yeah. So I got him some more pictures. I get, Got the number of the guy who was selling it, so you know he oh, might cool. find a home later on. I assume it was designed
2: that? for glow-ducted fans?
1: Yes, yes. I don't have the yeah, pictures yeah. in here, but the nacelles were in another box, and yeah, it was glow. So mm-hmm. it.
0: Twin 25 or 40s, if I remember not correctly, something like that. Yeah. A top anyway. Flight anyway. It's not, oh, a 3D printer? Robo-shuttle. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Delta. Uh,
1: I love that this guy was... <laughs> you can use it as a hat. <laughs> <laughs>
0: really keeps the rain off.
1: All right. So, this is where I'll do my little show and tell now. I don't, I'm going to switch to remove that.
4: What is this analog technology, Dad?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That is exactly Mason. That is exactly what it was. He, I don't uh, Oh, you got it. Oh my, my friend. God. <laughs> my friend Terry, uh, another Terry, Terry foot was there selling stuff. Ryan picked this up. This is hit me. Uh, the picture I showed earlier, this one right here. This is after he picked it up, and he goes, "This is weird." I mean, he was holding it. This is, what is this? He was like, yeah. and so you know, Terry and I were laughing. It's like, oh well, son, this is you know, people held it like this, and this is rudder. This is elevator rudder, and you know, and over here is throttle. You know, with your finger, so you hold it like this, and you it's like <laughs> you hug it. You know, yeah, you get a nice little hug, and you fly airplane. And he goes like, that's so weird. And Terry said, you can have it. And he just He That's some of the nice things that happen out there is that, you know, the kids get a lot of stuff. In fact, I was giving away planes from the AMA and found some kids there. And, and this one kid was just piled with stuff that, you know, they want to get kids in the hobby. But, you know, the fact that he gave Ryan this just so he could look at it and feel it and touch it's like, this is cool stuff. By the way, all the innards are gone. <laughs> and this, oh, so, all that's yeah. left is the uh, gimbal. But it'd be oh, yeah. ready for a conversion, you know, so. you yeah. Could yeah. So, but this is just kind of cool. But this was this was another. This guy was leaving. He had a box, and he said, "He goes read the box." I said, "It says free." He goes, "Just take it." I was like, "Well, all <laughs> I, what is this?" But uh, you know, I just had to get this because well, he probably- was giving it for free. But this was one of my first radios. This is oh, probably wow. my third radio. But it's a top of four channel, and uh, you know, it just I, I handed
0: it to to Ryan. I said, "This well, is what like you're dead." Is a four or five channel? There's an extra thing on the. the no, middle. it's what gone.
1: It's 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 covered. Oh, okay. Okay. It's a it's a plate. So yeah. But uh, anyway, just you know, the guy was giving it away. It's like it's like I just oh, it feels guys. I, I remember the feeling and then the little the bracket on the back I used That's to just yes. play with, it you know, dead. all the time. <laughs> all right, you ready for this? <laughs> the NICADs were still in it. Nice. Wow. <laughs> it was, I got rid of them because they were well leaky all over yeah. the inside, but it was like well, obviously they still it was, work. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, you They're need that for here. the mass, otherwise it just doesn't <laughs> feel right but right.
1: anyway that's i'm gonna finish mine so we can get to terry but i it was fun i mean we didn't get a lot and and ryan was kind of bored but these little moments you know getting the transmitter and stuff and oh we also uh got to catch up with a friend from camp ama uh he mm. won a scholarship for camp ama last year and jack and ryan keep in touch so they went there and i had a couple of planes that one plane he flew at Camp AMA that I brought home and I gave it back to him because I wanted him to keep flying it. And then another plane I had in my inventory, and Mason, I'm mentioning this to you because I see you, you know, some of our photos have you teaching kids, you working with kids. And I told Jack this, I said, you know, I know you're in the hobby. You're really good. You're, you've, you've moved up. I'm going to give you this plane. The, the rule is this, this plane you have to give to another kid. You have to find another young member, junior member at your club. You have to give them this plane if I'm going to give you this one. And he promised me he would. So I think that's a little mission I'd like everybody who's watching or listening is, you know, find that one plane in your inventory that you may not fly all the time, but you may feel it's a good beginner aircraft. Give it to someone in your club. Find another club that's looking, you know, that has junior members that you'd like to get. To. This inspires people to, to, again, pay it forward, you know, and. Keep it, keep the tradition going. But uh, it's kind of like the Trojan. It's such a f- easy flying plane. I think when I'm done with my project, I might hand it off. But that little glider I had, I think was just a fun little two channel that I think someone it was three channel actually might like. So um, anyway, that's my little incentive for those of you listening. Try to try to find a little glider plane and, and find someone who does not maybe didn't have to be in your club, but look around and and find a kid to inspire and, and help uh, build this hobby.
4: That's a great idea, Lee. I, I've been struggling with what to do about inherited airplanes and inherited components that, that, um, that are coming from, from families that have lost somebody that that was a model airplaner or something. And then they, they really want the stuff to go to someone who would appreciate it. But we all have our personal style with our, with our models. If it's cool, yeah, we're interested, but if it's not, it kind of doesn't make the list. And, and, uh, I, I cannot figure out what to do with the other stuff. And that is an excellent idea, especially if it's in flying condition. So that's something that I've been trying to pursue is when I inherit something, I'll try to repair it back into flyable condition and then pass it on. Because well, otherwise, it's passing on a project.
1: Right. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I was saying, like, there are not many junior members at my club. Ryan is like one of the three. Uh, mm-hmm. So the point is, if you go to visit another club or ask them if they need it, otherwise, attend a swap meet, or attend an event and look for those kids whose parents brought them there to watch, you know, have them watch and watch their eyes light up when you give them something for free and say, you know, if you know, learn how to fly, this is, this can be yours. And they just think that's the craziest thing. Why are you giving me a player? Because I've already had my joy. Wayne Carini, who is a car collector, I've watched him all the time on TV and he does that. He buys all these cars. He goes, I want to enjoy them. And then he does enjoy it he goes, I got to do what I wanted. I, I finally got to own that car. I enjoyed it. It's time to, for it to find a new owner so I could buy another car I want. And I think that's, <laughs> that's kind of where I need to be right now because I'm really capped as far as, you know, unlike Fitz, who's got that huge garage you, know, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> hanging them from the ceiling. Exactly. But, you know, I, I kind of feel like I'm at the, the, the account right now that I can comfortably control. And so I like to start swapping things out. And that mm-hmm. kind of segues to Terry. because you kind of mentioned about estates or people who have a collection. I think Terry's going to have a fun story to tell us now.
2: Well, I've got eight minutes, so we might run over a little bit, but I'm going to try to be fast. All right, so I've been a bad, bad boy. Since we last talked, I've made three purchases from ads on Facebook. The first two are- I
4: thought you were just refilling your drink. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me rephrase it since our oh, yeah. last show, since our last oh. show. <laughs> yeah. um, so the first two were pretty innocuous one somebody was selling some balsa sheets and uh, i got a pretty good deal i think it was 12 sheets of 16 16th inch thick by three inch by 36 inch for uh, what was it 10 bucks so it was less than a dollar a sheet so i felt pretty good about that and that was about an hour away from home and this was a no-contact sale, so they were setting the wood outside their door. And <laughs> I pulled up, and it was snowing outside, and it looked like it wasn't under the roof, and I could see where the snow was hitting it. I'm like, oh, man, this stuff is ruined now. But I got up there, and it was actually wrapped in plastic, so all good there. So I scored some nice sheet that actually I've already used some of that on the Electro Street. So- Wait,
0: so you drove an hour. How much gas did you use to buy... <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean... <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, the good thing is um, I was going that direction anyway, so it was just a five minute detour off the highway. Oh, okay. For, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so.
1: it's the other, it's the other one he's going to talk about that it was shipping <laughs> right, was sixty bucks. In so,
2: all right. So my second purchase, um, and the first one obviously was somebody who's not into RC hobby; uh, they just happened to have this wood. The second one was a place about fifteen minutes from where I live, and another thing I don't know how they got it, but. From what I could tell, they don't appear to be in the hobby at all. But it was a unfinished Goldberg Eagle II ARF. So it was mostly finished um, and seems to be done well, um, but obviously had never been flown. It included the airplane and one of those blue OS LA-46 engines.
0: Yeah.
2: I yeah. forgot so,
0: they made it our version.
2: So did I until I saw this thing. Um, so I I picked that up for a good deal. It has servos in it, Airtronic servos with the strange plugs, so I had Airtronic servos (laughs) in it. Um, The only thing that it was missing is the windscreen, but um, I already bought some plastic, and I was able to get the plans that has the outline for it that you can make out of flat plastic, so I'm good there, and that is what I'm going to use. Remember, I was gifted that Astro 25 with the controller, This is going to be my platform for that, at least initially. I'm still building the Robin Hood that originally had in mind for it, but that's going to be a little bit longer project. So this is my first platform to get that cobalt motor in the air. All right. So that's uh, purchases one and purchases two. Purchase three, the granddaddy. Also about an hour away from me. And I saw it on Facebook Marketplace, but not in one of the usual RC airplane ads. It was just, Local sales, and they didn't do a very good job of marketing it because they didn't have any keywords in there or anything. I just happened to catch that there were some airplane looking things in this pile of stuff. Um, so I didn't commit to anything, but I asked if I could come out and look at it. I did. It was literally out in the middle of nowhere. It's a farm on hundreds of acres, not surrounded by anything else. And of course it's in a basement. So once again, I find myself
1: <laughs> <Hashtag> basement sale. <laughs> walking, walking down
2: involved. There was. I found myself walking into a stranger's basement. Um but it, it turned out to be a good thing. Um, so it was a lot of stuff. And I think it was inherited <laughs> from.
1: For both of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: I think it was stuff that was inherited from a relative. And they had just moved to this house. So it had been moved. And there were plastic bins full of stuff. And on the floor, it was just literally a pile of airplane Ooh. parts. Some stuff was in boxes, like kits and boxes. But everything's kind of open and spilled out. There's no real. Organization or rhyme or reason to it—it's just a, a mountain of airplanes and airplane accessories. So, for the faint-hearted, you would look at that and say, "I'm never going to sort out this puzzle. I, I don't even know what's here." And because it was non-airplane moving stuff, any of the airplanes that were built, the tail surfaces had been broken off or set aside, just kind of not really well taken care of. But me and my crazy brain—I look at that, and I'm like, "Oh, that's potential, right? I, I can do something with yeah. like that." Um, right and so i looked at that and i went through and figured out that nothing's going to be turnkey i'm going to have to take this pile of parts and sort it into their original sections but i'm willing to do that and then i started looking at the plastic bins and it's just motors servos a lot of 72 megahertz receivers but um it looked like the newest stuff was about 15 years old Um, But no real rhyme or reason to it. Some rubber power stuff, a lot of sailplane stuff, some sport plane stuff, Um, but a lot of electric stuff, a lot of early electrics of all size, down to indoor stuff to giant stuff. So uh, long story short, I closed the deal and it took me three trips to get all the stuff. I literally, <laughs> wow. I drive a Ford flex, which when you put the seats down, you can fit a lot of stuff. In that's there. a pretty good size. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. Three trips stuffed to the top and I got it all home. And, um, you know, some of it, I won't lie. A lot of it's garbage that I'm just doing them a favor by getting rid of it, but sifting through it, I'm still finding stuff that I didn't realize was there before a lot of boxes. And you can just go through and find unrelated things And I posted on our Facebook page, I was going through this box of metal parts like drill bits and stuff like that. And at the bottom was this lipo battery, a three cell lipo. The leads had been stripped. They were completely (laughs) exposed.
0: The the metal bits,
2: the battery still measured 10 volts. And I ended up discharging it yesterday and it took a long time to discharge. So how that (laughs) didn't catch my car or their house on fire. I have no idea, but, yeah, somebody was looking after me. Um, all right, so I could go on and on about this, but basically I'll probably never have to buy a servo again. Or <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. A, no, some of these servos, uh, giant-scale servos, are literally like the size of this little scale. Big, high-tech stuff oh, yeah, and big the, Futaba you know, stuff. Cool scale? Yeah. yeah, that's been replaced by more modern stuff. Uh, but there's some of that too, just a... A huge wide range of different components. Um, and now, for me, said,
0: it's, go ahead. When you said motors, you mean electric motors or you mean gas engines or glow engines or light?
2: Well, yes, there's some new and box <laughs> glow engines, no gas stuff, but new inbox glow engines. Um, a really? lot of electric stuff, um, a lot of used glow engines that are not in great shape. But just what I'm trying to sort out is who this person was. But I think what happened is I bought the stash of another hoarder. I'll confess that I'm a hoarder, but I think this person was, and I'm picking up where they left off. <laughs> um, so I could go on and on about it, but I did grab um, a handful of what, to me, are the most interesting items. So I'm going to share them with you, if that's okay. Please. Oh boy,
4: this so, is the part
2: Okay. So here we have an electric propeller, and this is actually a master air screw propeller, um, but I guess they balanced it or smoothed it because the, the writing on there has been shaved off. Yeah, the roof but, is kind of odd. And you'll see why in just a second. It's a folding propeller. Can you guys see that? Oh, variable Ooh. pitch. Sort what? of. It's, a, it's not supposed to be variable pitch. It's f- supposed to be feathering.
3: feathering so it,
2: yeah. it's got a, a collet. It's not a collet, but a set screw adapter on the back for an electric motor. And when it twists, as the motor would, in that direction... That turns it to the flying pitch. And then I guess if you add brake and it applies torque the other way, it flattens it out and feathers it. It's, and, it's Master Air Screw? Right. I, I used to work for Master Air Screw. I didn't know this existed. I've never but seen that. I've done it. is that not the coolest thing? That, it must not
3: really
2: it cool. work great because obviously we're surprised to, to know it exists. <laughs> but It's the prototype.
0: And <laughs> you got the no, that rare is, prototype.
2: It is such a novel little device, and there was even a couple spare blades that were in there. So they've got these bevel gears on there, and so anyway, I wow, I, Those things I must saw be that.
4: Difficult to manufacture, uh,
2: maybe sooner or later. You know, it's all held together by screws. I'll take it out and I'll take pictures of what the inside looks like. But yeah, I first looked at. It, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Then I'm like, wait a minute wow, what's going on yeah. So Well, but yeah. th-
4: that was popular when motors were not not what they are today. So I wonder if now a modern ESC on a nice brushless with some smoothing or you know clever braking, you know how you can do different levels of braking. Yeah. I wonder if that yeah. design would come back around as better useful now on a better motor. Yeah, maybe. Yeah.
2: yeah. All right, so um, I'm trying to move things along here. Ooh, it's already after nine. Bear with me. I'm going to try to be quick or we'll just have a longer show than usual. Sue me. We may so,
1: have to just split this show up in half. No, for the no. podcast.
2: Claiming no. my time. All right. Don't. Um, you guys know that the, those Great Plains sanders were a big deal. And I announced a few episodes ago that Dubro's remanufacturing. So there were a few of those in there, along with the self adhesive sandpaper that was in there. So really struck gold with that stuff. But there was one that was kind of special. So here we are. This is one of the sanding bars. You can see it's got the profile on it. But this one's unique in a, in a, a way that I didn't know existed. Get out! <laughs> <laughs> be wrong. It, it, this one is 44 inches long. I knew there was a 5 and a half inch. I knew there was an 11 inch. I knew there was a 22 inch version. I had no idea. There was a 44 inch sanding bar. That's like but one roll of that sandpaper. Is, <laughs> yeah. At least. So, but yeah, I mean, it's still straight. It's never been dropped, apparently. It's got one piece of sandpaper across it. So, huh. I, I wonder what that would go for on eBay.
1: That is a jewel.
2: Mm-hmm. Right?
1: And a heck of an extrusion. Start, Start at
2: $399. Right <laughs> Starting here. Okay. So I told you there were some glow engines. Here's one of the interesting ones. A YS, uh, what size is it? A 61 rear exhaust. So I'm told these are uh, pretty valuable engines. And it it turns freely. It doesn't appear to have ever been used. So neat engine there. Your silence tells me. A what? A pipe? Oh, I don't know if that one comes with them, because typically I think they would use a tune pipe on that. Yeah, okay. So, So I don't think it included one. Oh, Phil has some of those engines. All right. Well, I might ask you questions about it, Phil. Um, I don't know if he's talking about the engine of the sander. but I don't either. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll All right. in. All right. So here's a speed control. I don't know it's how Robbie. you pronounce this. Is that Robbie or I think it's, it's, I think it's Okay. So I was looking at this and got your manuals in German and English, of course. And
4: it's uh, obviously a brushed
2: speed control. And here it is aluminum housing and i figured out not long ago that it's probably actually for a boat rather than an airplane but this is a sizable speed control right oh look at that futaba j plugs is that the G. earlier version G G. Is the earlier... okay yeah and then molex connectors
0: yeah. but
2: th- this thing has some mass to it you want to guess how many amps i'm going to cover it up here want to guess how many amps this handles this big brick
0: uh... I don't know, maybe 60? Not much with those thin wires. 12. <laughs> Twelve. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. wow. 12.
2: Yeah, well. 12 amps. And the input maxes out at 12 volts, and then you get 12 amps of
0: current. Uh, it's nothing. So. It's an old frame rate, but wow. Yeah. So
2: anyway, That's I thought that was a neat little piece of electric history. And so... I told you there were a lot of sailplanes and sailplane accessories. So a lot of the motors are in runners with planetary gearboxes and gearboxes of all kinds, a whole bunch of Astroflight gearboxes or even some astro motors, not in great shape, at least cosmetically, there's some rust on them. But um, one of the examples, here's a hacker motor, a hacker in oh, runner with maybe an MEC gearbox. I'm
0: not yeah, sure. Yeah, it does look like an MEC, doesn't it? Well, it's got yeah. a pretty thick shaft on it. Um, yeah.
2: I'm not going to take the bait on that one, but um, yeah. So, (laughs) like those hacker ones were
0: really good, though.
2: Yeah. And there's some hacker outrunners, just a a slew of stuff. And then, speaking of high performance gliders, here's another one. This is a
0: Feigal,
2: the the hacker knockoff, but with a planetary on it. But I mean, this is a meaty motor.
0: Yeah. 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 Planetary gearbox.
2: I need to look up the specs on this to see what kind of power you can get out of it. But to go along with this, there's just, Drawers and drawers of Aeronaut and Grotner folding props, just all sorts of stuff like that with the hubs. So somebody along the line, as this collection moved around, was really into high-performance gliders. So uh, speaking of gliders, there was, like I mentioned, several glider kits in various stages of build. Um, one in particular will catch your attention. And I couldn't bring it up here, but I brought a part of it. And here it is. This is the rudder on the glider I'm talking about. Holy crap. <laughs> That's huge. It's a balsa and ply 6.5 meter glider.
0: Wow. I'll What's say that again for the people on the
2: back. 6.5 meter wingspan. That's 21 yes. feet. Yes. So remember earlier in the show, you were talking about your mini MOA, at yeah. however many feet that was. This, it's huge. It's just absolutely huge. Was um, it a glider? It was an ARF by Phoenix, and I'm trying to remember what model of Glider it was. I can tell you in just a minute. Um, But again, Balsa by research on it. I think it came out maybe 20 years ago, and the original versions had some issues with the wing strength on the inner panels. It's a four-piece wing, inner panels, outer panels. Uh Um, But... uh, Apparently, they did some updates to it later on. And I think this is a later version because it has provision to put a motor in the front as well. Um, But a lot of people ended up stripping the covering off and making their own spars and types of reinforcements. From what I gather on the original one, they had spars, which were mediocre anyway. But then they had the wing tubes that joined it to the fuselage and the outer panels. Those wing tubes weren't attached to the spars. So you had some issues there. But um, people
4: Deeper said
2: alcohol. that once they got them, uh, no, this is not really something I'm interested in keeping. So I'm hoping to move this one on to a family that will appreciate it and use it.
3: Yeah.
2: So if anybody out there listening is interested in a lightly used big-ass glider, let me know. That is that's one you that's have your to title. decide if you're going to walk out <laughs> and,
4: and yeah. uh,
2: What would you say, Mason?
4: That's the one that you have to make a conscious choice that you're going to walk outside with.
2: It, right. <laughs>
4: Fly away. <laughs>
2: exactly. And then just another novel little piece. There's lots of, I mentioned the folding props, lots of props of all kinds. And this one caught my interest. It's a wooden prop, oh. just itty bitty. It is, it's a wee lass. Yeah. I'd, what's the span on this? Um, the four inch? three and a half three, uh. so and i assume it goes on a little little electric motor and this came in a little bag that had s- matching ones that go the other direction so uh. maybe there were some multi-engine projects in mind for it oh, cool. just yeah
0: little it almost looks like yeah. we stick on a co2 motor it could be
2: there's a co2 cartridge in there somewhere
0: yeah
2: so <laughs> yeah who knows um again i'm still going through the bins. so we're just Plastic bins just rammed full of stuff that I'm still slowly sorting through. Uh,
1: Terry, when's the first annual Terry Dunn
2: swap meet? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um,
2: Well, I'm still sorting through it to decide what I want to keep, what I need to move on to somebody else, um, what's going in the museum. So, yeah, I don't know. But certainly I'm going to be getting rid of some of this stuff. I'm going to be throwing away some of this stuff. Lots of NICAD batteries that were in bad shape to begin with, despite the fact that they're 20 years old, they yeah, they need to get gone. Um, just so much stuff. I'm still trying to wrap my head around all of it. I've actually put stuff in my attic here, which that's a new turning point for me that my collection has grown to the fact that I'm outside of the shop and in the attic.
4: <laughs> well, qualify that. Do you have anything in the living room or in your bedroom?
2: Uh, No, no. Okay. But this... I'm in an office now. This is my first time ever having a dedicated office. This is where I've been sorting through the stuff. I told you the kits and kit parts were kind of on the floor. So I've been bringing kits in here, and then I open them up and try to make sure they have all the parts they're supposed to have. So I don't want to lift up the camera now, but there's a a Goldberg Mirage kit on the floor behind me, Um, three new-in-box Fox Glow engines, um, a rubber band-powered kit, just... various and sundry things that that just fun to look at i won't say it was worth what i paid just to have the fun of going through all this stuff but i've had a lot of fun going through this stuff
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um that might have been everything i brought up here for now so anyway just a small sample um i'm anxious for you guys to come up and you can paw through it all too yeah
1: we'll be seeing you in june I guess. Yeah. Is that right? July. Or July. Yeah. Ashkosh. Ashkash. Oh, yeah. 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 I forgot to tell uh, Fitz or let Fitz know he may be having to drive himself or fly and we'll have to pick him up.
2: Yeah. Fly into Appleton. We'll come get you. It's cool. Yeah.
1: Fitz is going, why? <laughs> Fitz, you may have to load up my trailer with a couple of your planes because I had to Muncie first for Nats. And then the week after Nats is Air Venture. Oh,
0: okay. So you're just gonna stay yeah. in that area.
1: So I think Austin and I are driving to Muncie for for a week, and then driving to Air Venture after that. Oh, so, gotcha. if you want to put planes in my trailer, and I just bring them up to, to Nats, I can do that. You know, if you want to put some stuff in there, but otherwise, you're gonna have to find a
2: ride. What's this? Just another thing that was in here. Oh, hand <laughs> launch pre discus launch. I think this was a Hobby <laughs> Lobby thing, right? Did they have these?
1: Oh, came like out of Europe. It looks like something Fitz would have seen on his trip to Europe. Yeah, was probably, <laughs> there were probably 20 of them on the shelf up there. Well, yeah, it's a <laughs> old hobby shop. Um,
2: yeah, fiberglass fuselage. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's kind of cute. Yeah.
2: So. All right, so, yeah, I'm done with that, but I'm excited by it. I'm invigorated by all the new toys to play with. Now my problem is focusing, right? So I need to focus on the electric streak. I need to focus on finishing Ooh. that Eagle 2, and I had stuff I was already working on before that, so... Too many well, toys, we, not enough time.
1: I'm gonna mm-hmm. jump jump in here and do some business. Uh, both of you well, I have your fits photos fits, so I will share those on our Facebook page in a gallery from your Europe trip. Terry, I'd like for you I'd like for you to give us some snapshots of your horde, your basement horde, uh, so we can show some of the, the good it's, things that you've found.
2: Okay. It's scattered to the wind now, but I'll that's fine. Some, just yeah.
1: just take some snapshots. I'm yeah. sure those who are listening or watching would love to see some of the stuff, especially if you can give us better pictures of the glider. You know, maybe put it oh, together? The big one? Oh, just lay lay it out on the lawn and get one big photo yeah. and then lay down next to it.
2: Oh, <laughs> I, I forgot to mention the one kicker in that. It did not include the wing tubes. So I'm gonna have to figure that part out.
1: But. Well, Mason can get you some. Mason's got a, oh, yeah, he's <laughs> they, got all sorts of they got carbon fiber tubes. machines there. Wing yeah. <laughs> yeah. wing tubes, no problem.
0: You are going to go to Home Depot and get yeah. some plumbing
1: yeah right <laughs> no do not let's <laughs> <laughs> stick a pvc
4: pipe in there <laughs> uh, a pipeline you can walk through
1: yeah <laughs> so yeah right. we'll have those photos on there
2: was that all the business you were talking about
1: yeah that was just letting people know we'll put photos of, of the stuff we talked about and up all on right. our show on our well, facebook page
2: i doubt i'll be taking well i might take a few of these things with me but my club swap meet the Green Bay Model Airplane Club is going to be in Denmark, Wisconsin on February 5th. And as I mentioned before, swap meets around here are on Sundays, So it's Sunday morning, 8 to 11. If you go to our website or our Facebook page, the specifics are on there. So I would love to see some Wisconsin people out there. Come say hi. I'll bring some stickers. Yeah,
1: take some video. Maybe do a live show if you can get some Wi-Fi in there.
2: Yeah, your Georgetown video is doing really well. So congrats on that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Is that everything? We're
3: no, we done everything. now.
1: Mason, you want to add any last minute words? Thank you for oh. sticking in with us and having fun, hanging out with yeah, us.
4: Yeah, yeah. I uh um I was supposed to go meet some coworkers for bowling and uh I much prefer model airplanes
1: Hopefully, <laughs> oh.
4: totally uh, not watching. So, uh, was, yeah. that th-
1: was that three hours ago? I am so oh. sorry. <laughs> yeah. At least I have an alibi now that they can actually watch.
4: So, oh, uh,
0: <laughs> I totally forgot. Uh,
4: it's a huge honor. I feel like uh, um, the the itty bitty amount of fame that I've gotten in my life uh, was from meeting you guys and getting to be on your show. So, uh, so I really, really appreciate it and. Uh, Thanks for inviting me on Lee. I, I, it was a nice surprise and uh, I look forward to uh, talking to you guys and sharing, sharing uh, more aviation news as we yeah. uh, go forward.
1: Like I said, please send me a link if you're going to do another live show. Cause I did happen to listen to you one time and you know, luckily for you, we're not able to chat and make, make cut jokes and make you screw up because I think <laughs> you, were, you were reading the comments, but I, I would love to listen to another live event for you.
4: <laughs> well, thanks so much for letting me be on. I really enjoy it, and I love the show. I am your biggest fan, and I listen um, to them all. So thanks, thanks,
2: Mason. Well, thank you, Mason. And yeah. I'm going to nudge you along on your Strata Launch RC project. I would encourage all our listeners to do the same.
4: I would appreciate that too. (laughs) Absolutely.
2: (laughs) All right. Somebody take us home. Oh, I'm sorry. One more thing. Thanks to everybody who was commenting and listening live. I think we ignored them for the most part tonight and I apologize for that. We'll do better next time.
1: Well, I don't think so. I was listening, reading their comments. Well, we didn't
2: respond to them like we usually try to do.
1: We love all of our followers, and especially those of you who have stuck on for the past two hours and 16 minutes. <laughs> yeah. That's longer than a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on a movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, Fitz. Take us home. Uh, me? Oh, okay. That's your job. Uh, <laughs> That's what you signed up for. Uh, did I? <laughs> The jet
2: lag is really kicking (laughs) in.
0: What day is it? (laughs) Who am I? (laughs) I'm
1: I'm on a show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, hey, it's been great uh, hanging with you guys. It's been nice to be back and back in the swing of things. Uh, I think we have already said it, but Mason, thanks so much for joining us. Great to see and talk to you. Hopefully we'll uh, get the meat in the flesh at some point in the not too distant future. Uh, mm-hmm. but I look forward to see uh, your exploits and yeah, I it. will
1: add if you guys want to watch a fun chat, when uh, go look at our YouTube channel at RC Roundtable, uh, scroll back to what three years or so when we were at AMA Expo
2: with uh, Mason,
1: oh, and that was and so much Chris fun. Wolf, mm-hmm. and oh my god, Red Jensen, and Dan, Dan Cray. We interviewed Cray, them, yeah. we had a blast. Go look at our YouTube channel, watch that video. It was a blast hanging out with you, it so. was.
0: Yep. yeah it's great we had a um a kind of a forum kind of thing on the stage right yeah yeah so <laughs> we should do that great. again like yeah,
1: yeah. we yeah, should we need to find an event
0: <laughs> or something yeah well we, uh, we need to come out to california
1: you you get a seats on that straddle
0: launch speaking of dan you still work with him
4: so uh, oh, we we'll still give him, see him quite frequently. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, great! Give him our regards, please. Uh,
4: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, and uh, we also met him at the AMA Expo West last time. He let me drive his Tesla, so. <laughs> <I owe him. laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, thanks so much, Mason, for joining us. Uh, you and your plane there, <laughs> and the dollar bill that you have stuck to the wall for some reason.
4: <laughs> it's a straddle launch dollar bill. It, uh, it actually, yeah. Yeah, well,
0: oh, actually, uh, it went on a ride. Paid, you paid for about a couple of microseconds of fuel. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for your patronage. I appreciate you uh, hanging with us and listening to us too when we're not in. Uh, we'll be sure to uh say bad things about you on the show now from now on. Notice <laughs> so you know you're listening. Uh, and uh, everybody, thanks for joining us in this live episode of uh RC Roundtable. Those in the chat, as always, thank you so much. You guys are what makes a show what it is. We do it, you know, for us, but you're really icing on the cake. So I really appreciate your patronage, and we love to uh, to meet up with some of you guys when we can. So on a note, I think we will sign off from this, at least for me, chilly night, and we will talk to you guys later. You guys got any last words for the last couple seconds? Nope.
1: Nope. I think you (laughs) said it all.
0: A lot of fun. Until next (laughs) time. (laughs) Okay. Until next time, we'll see you later.